0: Peanuts. Peanuts.
1: And now, monumental sports and entertainment along with Pressbox presents stand the fans bat around. For the next two hours, listening in as Stan and Craig Heist bat around all manner of topics pertaining to the great game of baseball with their great group of guest contributors. Feel free to tweet your questions to Stan at StanTheFan. Now sit back and enjoy the Bat-Around. Guys, take it away. And welcome
2: aboard on this Saturday morning, February 22nd, 2020. Stan The Fan and Craig Heist, we are your Bat-Around guys. Joined in the studio by producer extraordinaire Paul Valley. How are you, Paul? Everything good?
3: Yeah, I'm doing pretty well, guys. How are you doing? All right. We're doing good.
2: We're doing good. Craig Heist, how are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, Wizards lost a
4: game last night that I had to cover, and uh, they lost to the Cavaliers, who... uh you know, basically, so one the, of the Cavs
2: got that John Beeline is gone, gone. Bump. Yeah, right. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, that's just a bad loss for the Wizards because terrible, they they terrible. led they led pretty much the whole way, lost the lead in the fourth quarter, and uh, you know just couldn't throw it in the ocean in the in the second half. And they shot the ball pretty well in the first half, but that's a that's a situation where. You're coming off the All-Star break. You've had a week off. You won five of seven heading into the break. Don't look now, but there are only three games out, and of I a think playoff spot? Uh, and wow. two two out in the loss column of a that's, playoff spot.
2: That's remarkable. It is, it really and and
4: I mean, here's a team that's sitting, I think, thirteen under five hundred at this point. <laughs> right. So
2: that tells you everything you need to know about the East. All right. Anyway, I'm having some computer slight computer issues. But we're urging everyone else in our viewing and listening audience to like and share the show if you are on Facebook Live. The other way to get to the show is pressboxonline.com, the website, slash radio if you just merely want to listen to the show. But if you do want to uh, enjoy the show on Facebook Live, go to facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Mm-hmm. And please, again, like the show. And share the show. All right? Uh, here's what we've got on the show today before Craig and I start talking some baseball. Todd Karpovich, Orioles beat writer. He hasn't been on for a few weeks. Uh, Orioles haven't been making all that much news, but uh, they are in spring training now in sunny Sarasota. First exhibition game today. First exhibition game at New. Is it called Newport? Is that the city? Uh, yeah, you where the Braves are. Yeah, yes, I Is it think Newport or Northport? Northport. I Northport. Think. Yes, right. Northport, uh, which is about 35 miles south of Sarasota. Sarasota yeah. it's kind of in between Port Charlotte, where Tampa plays, and well, where yeah. the where the Tampa Bay Rays train and the Orioles. So um, another team is added to the close by mix. There' a lot of easy travel over on that west coast side of the state of Florida. You've got the Orioles in Sarasota, Pirates in Bradenton, Fort Myers is about 80 miles away, two teams there, Red Sox and Twins. Now you got Dunedin close by, maybe 40-50 miles. Clearwater, Clearwater 40-50 miles and now you got these two ballparks Tampa bars. and Tampa now and Port Charlotte. Right. Uh, so it's about uh, Eight or ten, is Detroit is still in Lakeland, Lakeland right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So then, you've got a,
4: a ton of teams, and then over on the East Coast, you have uh, the Nats and and the and Astros, Astros and sharing the their Palm. trash cans, sharing their trash cans, right? Now. Exactly, and yep. uh, and up in Jupiter, about ten fifteen miles up the road. There's the Marlins and the Cardinals, and then uh, the Mets are in St. Lucie. Yeah,
2: so you got five teams there within <laughs> about, what, about a 70-mile stretch?
4: No, oh, not even that.
2: 45 mm, miles? 45 miles, yeah. yeah that's like good. It's good. It's uh, good. Anyway, Todd Karpovich joins us, 1045. Bill Latson from MLB.com will join us. 1105, Craig, a little bit of a different guest. Barry Weinberg is a very good friend of Adam Gladstone. Mm-hmm. They've worked together on Team Israel Barry Weinberg, if that name's ringing a bell with some of you out there, he was a longtime trainer of the Oakland A's when Tony La Russa was there. And then when Tony La Russa went to St. Louis for, like, what, about 10 years? Yeah, Barry followed had, him. Yeah. Barry followed him. He was there in uh, 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 in St. Louis. He is retired now, and he has written a book, Eating My Way Through Baseball, about all the restaurants on the road. Uh, he is speaking tomorrow. At the synagogue, Oheb Shalom, on Park Heights Avenue during a commercial break, I'll run and get my promo sheet because I want to give the address out. Uh, I'm sure there are still a few tickets left if you're interested in seeing Barry Weinberg tomorrow morning. 11:20. 20 Sportsperson of the Year. Uh, For Press Box Returns, not the Athlete of the Year, but the Sports Person of the Year, our friend Mo Gabba, who is growing leaps and bounds. Yes, he is. Uh, And Mo will join us for a few minutes, talk about what he's up to and about any excitement he might have with uh, spring training starting. Then 11.35, um, Craig Heist was able to dive deep into his Bag of Tricks, and we've got Richard Justice, also at MLB.com. We'll talk to Richard, who uh, lives in Houston. Uh, He's probably down in Florida for spring training, but he lives in Houston year-round. We'll see how Houstonians uh, are taking uh, the fact that their team is now kind of the butt of of all jokes. (laughs) <laughs> and maybe some of them are broke. Yeah, exactly. you know, there,
4: there's been a lot of things happening down there in Houston with uh, uh, one specific Facebook web page that is a fan site. Right, they've lost a lot of their following.
2: The Astros, the have.
4: Astros uh, fan site. And I was, uh, you know, uh, I belong to that page, obviously. I belong to a lot of different pages uh, from baseball. And, and, Any of and, them and, non-pornographic? And, well, the teams. And oh, oh and that. okay, they're non-pornographic. Get your head out of the gutter, anyway. <laughs> uh, and and it's amazing to me, I was talking to the administrator last night. That Right. Uh, it's amazing to me how many people that, that have lost uh, or, or have just lost interest or just didn't want to be associated with it anymore. Now, part of that could be because they're taking so many hits online from various baseball fans that probably a lot of them just said well I don't need this <laughs> you know so- yeah
2: well it's uh I, you know the point look I think everything is kind of fair the jokes are uh, you know are kind of funny you just showed me a new Somebody texted me today, the one with the Astros batter at the plate in bubble wrap. Yeah. You showed me the one, a little video. uh, What are those called? Like a vine almost, where a batter gets up and he ducks down behind the catcher. (laughs) And then he takes a second duck to make sure he's totally clear. I think those things are fair game. They're funny. When you start hearing that J.J. Reddick has had death threats, and this is a player, by the way, that everybody has said, was not involved in the scandal directly. Now, there's levels of involvement to me. Again, if you know illegal behavior is going on or cheating you is you got to report on, it. You should report it to somebody, right? Right, okay. absolutely. Yep. Okay, so anyway. Because there's, there's no place
4: at all for that, no matter whether we're talking sports or anything for
3: that matter. Right. Gentlemen, so. can I interject for just a second here? Yeah, turn your mic up. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, right, turn the mic up. If you're on a team, and, like, look, they shouldn't be cheating, right? That, that, that shouldn't right. be a thing. But if you're on a team, you're going to rat out your teammates? I, I, is, that, is that what you're saying well, what's here? The I, story? I,
2: now you can't rat out your teammates. Now you can't rat out your former teammates. I mean, how is stuff like this going to get out if you don't? I think that's – and we went through this with whatever you think, and I don't want to get into a whole political thing, but with the whistleblower in the Trump case, so, so now – is that wrong that he did that? When he sees something, now he's part of the deep state, okay? I, I don't want to get in down that rabbit hole. But in other words, I think when you see something wrong, to let it, to kick the stone down the road and hope somehow other people are going to find out where, where you don't have to be a quote-unquote whistleblower or a rat or whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, I think things aren't found out. I mean, that's that's been the history of our country,
3: you know. I, I guess you could do it anonymously. I just know that if you have to be in that locker room with 24, 25 other guys, you're, you're really putting yourself behind but, the eight but ball the story, there. I'll hey. refrain from comment
4: from going down that rabbit hole, but yeah. uh, it's part of what, David, well, wait a minute, David,
2: hold David, on a David, second. David hold on a David. second. What? Okay? I didn't want to go down there. You had to mention it, okay? So you're okay. You're okay with Mike Fires doing what he did. No, I'm not okay, okay with that. Why? Huh? Why? I'm a little bit on Poppy's side about this. If you were if Poppy's you were. side, Poppy doesn't have a side. Poppy's got well rounded sides no on kidding. his story. No kidding. Yeah. But if you're gonna say something about it, you're not gonna say anything about it while it's going on and you're a part of it? I'm not I'm not defending him for that. But oh, that right. means well, that right. means a year later you can't say something. Two years later you can't say something about it? That, that, you know, In other you, words, you, the, fact, too, I the fact that you didn't speak up when it was going on, why does that make it wrong to speak up two years later? I didn't say it did. It might be a little bit more cowardly that you're not there, well, but it doesn't make it. it wrong. That's part of it. I, I believe if you expose wrong wrongdoing... You're doing a good thing, uh, uh, you know.
4: All right,
2: go Fair ahead. Enough. All right. Anyway, go ahead. You were saying.
4: No, I'm just saying. I, you know, I kind of agree with what David Ortiz was saying. I kind of agree with a little bit about what Jessica Mendoza was saying, Jessica Mendoza at the beginning of it. I just find it very, very interesting that while this was going on, he didn't have a problem with it. He gets away from that team for two years, and all of a sudden he's got a problem with it. He
2: might have had a problem with it. But when well, you when say something then. Well, look, I'd like, to, I'd like to think somebody would say something then, okay? But not going down that rabbit hole, how did it work out for, uh, for Colonel Vinman? How did it work out for him? It's a guy who's won a Purple Heart, and suddenly everything and is has a up. bunch of bias with it. Okay. Right, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Right. Everybody's got Back bias. To baseball. Everybody's got bias. Okay. Anyway, Poppy. Okay, that's that's one of my favorite ones this week. Comes out against fires, but he's for the commissioner. How's that? How's well, that I'm not working? for the commissioner at all. Yeah. I think the commissioner's actually done a fairly decent job in this I think he thing. sucks
4: in it. Okay. Because here's here's why. Right, he's he's handled this basically the same way he handled the steroid issue, or or, or actually, Bud Sealing yeah. before him. Right, they they, they thought, if they didn't have to do it or if it never came up, they would have never done anything about Agreed. it. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. So I think I think you know, and then and then he he goes ahead and makes a, a comment about a tin cup. As far as a World Series trophy. he's apologized
2: to that.
4: So, does that make that right?
2: We, we say things and then on the we of a sudden, apologize, okay. yeah. Paul Mittermeier taught me that years ago. <laughs> when he'd screw up here, you know, my bad. You my go, no bad. No kidding. It's your bad. <laughs> no kidding. You just screwed <laughs> and you up. Handle, and you handled that the way you and should exactly, have. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, again. You know, I, I, I'll i tell you the people I have very very little respect for, okay? The people like Justin Turner, our old friend Nick Marcakis. Uh, who, who are some of the other players that have, are popping off now about this?
3: Cody here's, Bellinger. Who? Cody, Cody, Cody Bellinger. Here's my,
2: here's my point. What's the history of the MLB Players Association in in backing Major League Baseball on punishments for players, Okay. Well, that's not very good either. But by the same so, token— So what are these guys talking out of both sides of their mouth? Well, They're I... members of the Players Association. The Players Association has sworn that they will defend the players from punishment. Okay, So now the commissioner doesn't give out punishment Okay, because he doesn't want to go down a rabbit hole of problems. And now you got individual members of the union. Let's have a vote and see. I'm all for the MLBPA— uh, yeah. Let them vote and if four hundred members want punishment for players, we'll go down there. We'll go down that road, absolutely. But I mean look, I You're guarantee talking, you they there's won't a lot vote. of players I out guarantee there. you they won't vote There's the a lot of
4: players out there who have sounded off about this. Some you can take with a grain of salt, but when a guy like Nick Marcakis, who never says anything to anyone, is as irate as he was about right. it. He's got bias though. He doesn't have bias.
3: Guys, I, I I think that we're minimizing a little bit how big of a. I mean, look, we're getting heated about this. This is a big scandal. But these players are speaking out because this is going to go down in history as one of the biggest scandals in the There's history no of the game. You no know, question and about And that's, it. that's why thing they're is speaking out. It's
2: not going to end. It's not going to be swept under any rugs.
5: it's no, going to be around. It's going to
4: be around that team all year yeah. long. And the other part about it too is there there are certain people, maybe not a whole lot. But certain people that are playing this game where careers could be affected by it and, you know, a guy going up and down. Well, it's got it's – got, look, to, to the, I, from I've got the the to major be honest with you. I've got
2: to be honest with you. This, this lawsuit by Mike Bolsinger – Oh, I think that's this a crock. This croc. guy's got a 5.68 yeah. ERA, and his total ERA, by the way, against Houston that year was not that bad because he had one decent game against them – but it's probably about six, uh, something like that. He proving that, that the Houston Astros ruined his career. Quick question for you, Craig. Yeah, you worked around Dusty Baker for mm-hmm. two years in Washington. Was it two? Two. two. Yeah. Uh, how do you think he's equipped? Is he the right guy for this? It was either him or Buck Showalter. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine.
4: It, I couldn't imagine that. anybody else doing it other than those. two. this
2: is a tough. This is a tough job.
4: It's because a tough, very tough a job.
2: These it's very tough unpopular. job,
4: and he came out this week talking about how he wants Major League Baseball to kind of warn pitchers that uh, you know his batter shouldn't be thrown at. But I can guarantee you that's not going to happen. That's you know there are going to be instances during games where somebody gets brushed back and. Then it's going to be. Then you're going to open up the other can of worms with. It's a very unfortunate and unseemly. You know, is uh, it was it intentional? Is it intentional? You're yeah. you're trying to determine the intent of the pitcher. It's yeah. it's a very very tough situation.
2: Listen, I'm I'm against the players for popping off about suspensions for players or or the commissioner not coming down harder on things, uh, because and I've stated my case. I think the union. In fairness to the union, they're in a like a tricky spot. They got to defend players, but they, but in a way, to me, the larger thing would be them for them to protect the game. I'd like to see Tony Clark have an en masse meeting with these teams and stress, well, stress the future. Say, look, we can be controver- It can be controversial whether players should have been suspended, whether they are or not, or were not. That's that's almost water under the dam. I don't think. I I do think there's a possibility that the commissioner may come around to stripping the Astros or or. I don't think you can award the title to the Dodgers, right? No. I think, but you could say that nobody won. Nobody won it that year. Nobody won it that year, but it, it, it may come I think down this to that. I don't such,
4: think it's going to come down to that. I
2: don't think it will either, because I think most of us. I heard Jim Duquette talking about this. We pretty much know. What we think of this mm-hmm. and how the Astros won, and I don't know that I need it to be their name etched out off of the 2017. Exactly. We know it's got an asterisk. And, we, and like you it. said, we know everybody has an idea
4: of how we feel about this. But by the same token, there's absolutely no denying that was a damn good baseball team that year. No
2: question yeah. about it. No so, question about again. It. No question about it. Uh, you know, and that's you know what. That's the real shame of it is and, and hearing like that JJ Redick wasn't a part of it and didn't want to be a part of it and hearing different players that didn't some of them get it you know and some of them though but again they knew it was going on and they chose look AJ Hinch who I think's a pretty straight up uh you know uh, upfront pretty guy uh honest guy um, uh you know I feel badly for him but Again, he had the opportunity to squash well, this thing.
4: And that's kind of why I don't feel as badly about it is because he knew what was going You cannot yeah, tell and me. and Jeff Lunau knew what he, was going he on. He and Jeff
2: Lunau knew
4: exactly what, were yeah. going on, what was going on.
2: All right. here's So, so. anyway, we've got Todd Karpovich, Bill Latson, Barry Weinberg, Mo Gabba, and Richard Justice. Those are our guests for this week's Bat Around. Uh, appreciate it. If you uh, would get to the Facebook page and like us, and share us, uh, we'd appreciate that. All right, I am having the hardest time getting onto Facebook today. Really? Yeah. Well, it's because my computer's been totally well re- revamped.
4: I was going to say the Orioles open up the see uh, open up the exhibition season today at one o'clock. Right. And uh, they will take on the Braves. And the Nationals open up their exhibition season tonight at six against the Astros. Against the Astros with Max Scherzer. Who's the
2: home team in that game?
4: Uh, I believe. They share the same I stadium? believe it's the Nationals for okay. the first because they play each other tomorrow as well. So I'm thinking. That uh, one will be one today. And, Scherzer going to yeah, throw it out too. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, the Nationals have a split squad. They're going to send uh, a team up to Jupiter to take on the Marlins tomorrow.
2: Hey, some good news, by the way, about the Nationals and Max Scherzer is that we haven't heard one word about anything being untoward. No, and I was using his health. I was using
4: sound bites last night talking about uh, all the soreness that he's going through is all normal soreness and exactly what you'd expect. Uh, after a couple of throwing sessions down at spring training, getting ready for his uh, start tonight, so that is in uh, indeed good news if you're a Nationals fan because uh, that rotation, for as much as it was counted on last year, it'll be counted on more, even more so this year because you would expect a little bit of a a lack of run production as opposed to what we saw last year.
2: All right, is Todd on there? All right, can you do me a favor and introduce? Uh Todd and ask the first question i i've got to try and figure this out all right. I'm not able to get one well, he is
4: the beat writer for press box for the Orioles and Todd karpovich uh I have not seen you at a basketball game recently, <laughs> but the Johnson uh, game? Yeah, well, you know maybe that one, but that's one I'm not going to get myself to, but anyway, uh good morning, sir. How are you Doing well how about you RC? I'm all right uh just telling Stan before we uh started the show, or actually right at the beginning of the show, that uh, uh, saw a Wizards game last night that uh, they lost to the Cavaliers at home. And when you're coming out of the All-Star break with a week off and you've won five of seven heading into the All-Star break, coming out and losing to the Cavaliers is not what you want to do.
6: <laughs> no, but it's just, the Cavaliers got their coach just resigned. Yeah, exactly, you know, they're, they're, yeah.
4: they Yeah. yeah. Wow. J.B. Bickerstaff, is uh, Bernie's uh, son, is uh, – is, is uh, coaching that team now. So he gets a shot again, and yeah. uh, let's hope uh, things work out for him because uh, the Pickerstaff clan are is good people. Well, let me ask you this. You're going to get ready, and uh, I know you're keeping tabs of the Orioles. Uh, uh, not a whole lot of news early on, but, uh, again, spring training starts for them uh, in terms of games today against today, the Braves. Yeah. Uh, so we get a chance uh, for – for Brandon Hyde to get out there, look and see what he's got, and uh, try to. Well, divvy made,
6: made the trip too. I yeah, well,
4: and, and divvy out some of this uh, roster. What do you expect from this team?
6: Well, you know, I mean, this is phase two of the rebuild, um, and you I wouldn't have. Of course, are 70 players in camp. So he's yeah. got, got plenty of guys to look at as far as evaluating. Um, you know, and hopefully, this this team takes the next step. You know, and it, with this rebuild, they play better than last year. That's the goal. They got to get this starting rotation figured out. They can't. They can't play camp again with only you know three or four starters. They got to have a five man rotation set. I think when they break camp, and at least have that at the beginning of the season before they are try, trying to go to an opener. But I think that's a priority. And I think Mike Elias had said in the past week they would look to add a veteran arm if, if one's available. And I I, I can totally see that happen, especially especially for a fourth or fifth starter, what they have right now that's available.
4: Well, I would I would suspect, and we heard Brandon talk about this a little bit uh, earlier uh, in the in the winter caravan and things of that nature. He wants to yeah. he wants to have about eight guys that he can rely on and can throw out there because obviously injuries play such a major role uh, during the course of the year that you better be able to have some backup.
6: Yeah, and you know, Alex Cobb can they rely on him? He hasn't pitched really fully since 2018. Hyde, um, I talked to Hyde out in – the. The White Marsh caravan, you know, of the green turtle, and he said Cobb was ready to go, and that would be a that would be a good boost not only for the rotation, but if he pitches well, that's another guy. Maybe you trade in July if he's pitching well and pick up some more prospects.
2: Todd, the uh, the acquisitions in back to back weeks of Wade LeBlanc and uh, Tommy Malone. I seem to be the only guy in the media last year that was continually asking Brandon Hyde and and Mike Elias, that with the shortage of starting pitching that the club had, why weren't they going to a um, an opener, uh, you know, regime? Uh, and they both would make the point to me that, you know, you just don't jump into that thing. That's something where you have to have the right guy to yeah. come in to pitch the second role, you know, the bulk role of four to five innings. Do you think the acquisition of these two guys might mean that at least once a week the club might end up going down that road if Cole Stewart and Cobb and um, Wojciechowski aren't working out?
6: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's inevitable they're going to have to use it uh, over there at some point, you know, with their injuries or where they have a stretch of, you know, eight or nine games straight and just um, pitching, you know, I think they're, you know – about, I are trying to hope they're hoping that David Hess is a resurgence. You know, and they put him in that sort of uh, somewhere in that role. But yeah, they're gonna. I I think opener's on the table. I think Hyde. Um, you know, he did it some, some last year. I think he's getting more comfortable with it. You know, it's not, it's not a traditional way to do things. Mm-hmm. And so even even he has to get a feel for it. But yeah, I think I think everything's on the table for the Baltimore Orioles. And I would not be surprised for them to kind of go to that opener role somewhere in the early part of the season.
4: Well, it's going to be interesting to see what they get out of David Hess because here's a guy that has been so up and down, yeah. and and I, they have to figure out what it is they have in him. If you know, if he's a part of the future, or or you know, just again, uh, and there are a few guys that fit this uh, profile. Just you know, hanging around as this rebuild continues, but they have to figure out because you've seen some signs when he's got his control, that he can be effective. And I got news for you. This Tommy Malone acquisition is going to be a lot of the same thing. I mean, I covered Tommy when he's with the Nationals and uh, have kept in contact with him uh, since he left Washington. But here's a guy that I know one thing about him, and that's the the grittiness and the want to, as Buck Showalter used to say, is there about him. It's a matter of stuff. And again, he's a controlled pitcher. He doesn't throw very hard. Uh, but again, when, when he's on top of his game, he can be very effective.
6: You know? well, that's the thing. He's got. These guys got to keep the ball down. Yeah. You know, David Hess the home runs last year. he can't do that. You know, I mean, I think it, his his, uh, his command was okay. He, he's missing. You know, he's just leaving the ball up too much. And you know, it'll kill you a Camden Yard. And that's what these guys got to do. You know, they can't have they can't give up over three hundred home runs again. That, that's just it, that that just can't happen when a is fast.
2: Well, they—they they also, in addition to 300 home runs, I mean, their team earned run average was 5.68 last year. You know, yeah. go back to 2000, and this has been. By the way, I wrote a piece about a month ago on PressBoxOnline.com. This has been about a month, a four-year, five-year run where their team ERA from 2014 has gone up incrementally from yep. about 3.4 in 2014. Three point four and fourteen, all the way up to five point six nine. They're they're allowing two point two runs more per nine innings than they did six years ago. I mean that's you know. So to me, I'm not expecting it to go down in the threes at all. But if they could get it from five six nine down to four point eight,
6: that could be huge,
2: hugely different. Um,
6: Because this lineup's not. I mean, I mean this lineup's it's not. It's not a very daunting lineup, you know, what they're going to have out there. They're not going to score eight, nine, ten runs a game, eight, eight runs a game. So they're going to need to pitch and to kind of keep it down a little bit, you know, to, to win games. And, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, we're hoping, we're hoping Chris Davis, you know, he's, he said all the right things again for the second straight year. You know, but I feel like he never went through this last year as far as his swing. You know, he's, he's not going to change his strategy at the plate, he said. Um, but, he, you know, when he said he wanted to get stronger back to his old self, he put on more weight. So we'll see how that goes. But again, they're
4: gonna They're gonna produce runs, I think, um, with, with this group to score this year. Yeah, and and again, it's uh, I'm you know, and and I heard I heard you talking with Glenn about this earlier this week about Chris Davis. Yeah, uh, I'm
2: totally I, disinterested. You're in Chris. totally
4: t- disinterested. Well, I, I still. Have uh, some faith that he can. I'm not. I'm not talking about you know the 2012 or 13. You know, Glenn Davis, or, or rather Chris Davis. But uh, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the average. Let me get ask about you a question. Let me ask
2: you a question as a prosecutor. Yeah. Did you see any evidence last year that the issue with Chris Davis was that when he hit the ball, it ju- he just didn't have the strength that he used to have. To hit the ball out of the ballpark. It was going to the warning track. I wish that had been the problem. The problem yeah. was that the guy can't even put the bat on the baseball about the 7 yeah. seven, per, 7
4: out of 10 well, times. And again, this goes back to the I'm 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 of a firm belief that this is pretty much a mental thing and uh you know, it's something he's got to work out. Now whether he can ever work it out, I don't know.
6: Yeah. It's, it's not a semi Sosa issue where he got the ball to board and was, you know, he doesn't have the power anymore and the balls are dying on the warning track. Davis is just missing balls. So so just, he's, you
2: know. he's either missing balls or he's totally frozen in limbo where he's totally, you know, his head is somewhere else, you know. Yeah. Either his head or his eyesight, you know. But of all the fixes – and look, I hope, seriously, I have nothing against Chris Davis. I think he's a stand-up guy. Do I think that his charitable donations would be at quite as high if he were doing really well? Maybe not. Maybe he feels yeah. a little bit like, hey, I need to give something extra back. Whatever it is, it's incredibly magnanimous, and it's greatly appreciated. And I don't think Chris is a bad guy at all. I'm not angry with Chris Davis. Uh, he doesn't want. He's the last guy that wants to be going through these problems. But again, I just—it's not a story I'm interested in anymore. After no, but it's
6: after the story, because of what he makes. Uh, I, you know, I, I still would—he said he considered retiring at the end of last season. I don't. I still think that's off the table. If he comes out and has a over thirty-two, over twenty skid or whatever, high benches him. It, you know, I, I could see him walking away. But, but. But walking
2: away, by the way, his agent is Scott Boris. Scott Boris. After this season, Chris Davis is going to be owed about sixty-one million dollars in real-time money, plus the money that he's going to be getting till two thousand thirty-two, yeah. which is two or three million a year in um, deferred payments. Don't. Don't kid yourself and think that Chris Davis and Scott Boris are just going to walk away from $60 million. It's,
4: it's the Bobby Bonilla thing all over again. It's, it's, yeah. and,
2: and I'm not saying he won't make a settlement, but I think what, what will happen will be that the 2020, I just want to state this correctly, the 2022 money might go away entirely, but I think the $30 million that they owe him next year, will be paid off over time. Uh, and so instead of that stuff being paid off to Chris Davis, deferred through 2032, he might be 2040, where he's getting two to $3 million a yeah. year. Uh,
6: is it an albatross of a contract. Yeah, it's it really is. But,
2: but you know what? At the time we're talking about, in 2027-26, when the Orioles hopefully are really good again, Two and a half million dollars on the line item for Chris Davis isn't going to kill you. Uh, no, you know it's just not no, going to kill. You. But here's to go back to what we were talking about in terms of
4: you know I know Stan doesn't expect anything. Uh, I just find it hard to believe, and that's why I said about the, uh, the the mental aspect of this. I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden you forget how to play the game. And for me, what I would like to see Chris Davis do this year. Uh, as maybe a different approach is sometimes Stan and Todd, the first uh, strike you see might be the best pitch you get to hit in that hole at bat. Yeah,
6: exactly. And, right. and,
4: and I say be a little bit more aggressive at the plate. Stop taking so many pitches. You know, may, maybe you find something with that. Something's got to turn the page.
6: Yeah, cause pitchers are going to attack him this year. You know, they're not going to they're not going to pitch around it. Now, he's, a, he's a guy they're going to throw to. Well, and that, you know, that, that's a funny
4: thing you bring that up is the fact that I am a still amazed at how many people will walk Chris Davis to get to somebody else in that lineup. And I don't care whether he's hitting sixth or seventh, you know, they, they were still doing that in certain situations. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> some people just feel like,
2: yeah, you know, he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. He can't, he hurt, can't you. hurt
4: you. Yeah. Right. At any time. Yep. Yeah.
2: Todd Karpovich is our guest. Uh, Todd, um, aside from Chris Davis, uh, what what are a couple, two, three stories that you're looking for out of spring training before we let you go?
6: I like to see Austin Hayes really take over uh, that center field position, stay healthy and be a guy that could be an everyday player out there and solve that issue. So they have, they have, they have you know, we talked about this through ad nauseum, Stan, you and I, about, and Craig, about the playing good defense can help the pitchers, you know, and having Austin Hayes take over that, that spot in center would be great. Um, I'd like can see what Hunter Harvey can do, but he take over that closer role. It's also going to be interesting to see um, and then to see how he, he holds that down, he keeps the momentum going at the major league level that he ended up with last season, and also he can stay healthy. And then, of course, we're all watching see what Mountcastle can do, you know, see where, where he fits in and see if he, can, if he can tear it up, you know, this spring – where does he fit in? And you know, that brings Chris Davis back into the equation. You know, you don't want Chris Davis blocking Mountcastle, a young guy, if, if he can produce. So those are three big things. And then, of course, you know, how, is, is Mancini, you know, is, is he back on the trade table. Is, you know, I don't want Michael Gibbons be with this team. There's plenty of storylines. Um, Oh, there's girls, there, there's there. 20, a
2: lot of interesting ones, too. What do you, what do you make of the chance, Cisco? Uh, you know, this is a guy, again, we're not talking about a guy we all thought would be, uh, you know, Chris Hoyles or something like that, uh, power-wise. But he's a guy that all, all of what he did in the minor leagues spoke to a guy that could be a solid major league hitter. I'm not even going to go down the road of his defense. What's your thought on Cisco and... The hopes that the club has for him.
6: Well, I think if they're going to start up. He's going to platoon with Savarino because Savarino had such a great year. And I really like him. Um, I think uh, you know. I think Chancisco's work ethic comes up every now and then. You know, was what, what kind of shape was he in last year when, when you know late in the season? Um, but yeah, he's got an upside. He's got to show it. I think he needs to. He, if he puts the work in, his defense will get better, and he can hit. You know, he's a natural hitter. So, um, and I, obviously, when he gets more at bats and more time at the major league level, he get. But yeah, he's he's a guy to watch this year. But again, you know, we got Adley coming up in
4: twenty twenty one. So these guys, these guys got to show it, or they're they're in the short term. Uh, Anthony Santander, uh, I am interested to see if he can duplicate what uh, what he did last year because I think yeah. he opened up some eyes. And uh, from all indication, uh, he worked very hard in the off season on his English, which should make our jobs a little
6: easier. Todd, yeah. And they also hands yeah. out birthdays Yeah, he had a phenomenal year. Is that possible? So, you know, we going to do that again. Yeah. All right,
2: Craig. So, we'll look forward to talking to you a little bit. Not Craig, Todd. Todd. We'll yeah, look forward. Craig's right next to me. <laughs> we'll uh, look forward to talking to you. Well, now what I'm about to say, I'll, we'll look forward to talking to you. Obviously, it's not Craig. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you uh, more as this season gets underway. Sounds good. All right. Take
0: care. Thanks, guys. All right. It.
2: All right. It is time for it is time for our first break of the program. And Craig, uh, no better way to start a break off or end a break, for that matter, than the us in. You and I obviously don't agree on a lot of things in the world. No. but one thing we agree on is what the heck is Nick Triantafilos Tran- do at. Uh, well, I don't wonder that. about that. I, you know, We're <laughs> we, kind of like disinterested. We, we, like we, Chris Davis. We know.
4: <laughs> uh, the cost is in 4100 North Point Boulevard uh, in Dundalk, and that's the place for the best steamed crabs. In town, the great crab soup, cream of crab or Maryland crab, and great specials on the menu uh, all week long. Uh, crab cake night on Monday night, rib night on Tuesday, steak night with half price bottles of wine uh, with anything on the menu uh, on Wednesday. Lobster night on Thursday. You can get that either plain or stuffed. Uh, great uh, great uh, specials on the menu each and every day. Uh, I'm a big fan of the blackened scallops, uh, the prime rib is to die for, and uh, live entertainment, Wednesday jazz night, Friday, Saturday, some of the best rock and roll around, and... uh, uh, Pete and Nick treat you right at the Costas Inn. If you are going over for crabs, make sure you call ahead to make sure they have them,
2: and uh, you'll, you'll be treated uh, like family at the Costas Inn. 4100 North Point Boulevard. We urge you to check it out. It's time to tell you that the Battle round is presented by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube Service Center and ask for Mobile One, and I've got to tell you, it's a big month. It has been a big month for fight fans at Live Casino Hotel, and tonight at the hall at Live, they host a watch party for the big Deontay Wilder-Tyson Fury title fight. Admission starts at just $15 and includes one premium cocktail, beer or wine, or go all in for $75 with an all-you-can-eat wing buffet and premium open bar Prices go up slightly at the door, so get your tickets now at livecasinohotel.com. That fight is supposed to be insane tonight, so you'll want to go out to the Hall at Live to watch Wilder Fury tonight. And on Friday, February 28th, that's next Friday, Jeter Promotions presents Fight Night Boxing in the Hall at Live. Damon Nicholson faces Mike Guy in the main event. Tickets start at just $55.00. As always, free parking for all events. Get your tickets now by going to LiveCasino.com. We remind you, we are broadcasting from the Live Casino Hotel Studios. When we get back, Bill Latson will join us.
1: Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Terps and Caps season with all the games on dozens of TVs. Sliders daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week, including Fancy Clancy Pilsner. Find out about all of the parties and get info on having your own party or company event at slidersbaltimore.com. Sliders, one of Baltimore's original continuously operating bars. Royal Farms is known for being real fresh and real fast. But we're also Real Baltimore. That's because Baltimore is our home base and our home. Like Purple and Black, Flamingos and Sunglasses, or Crabs in Old Bay. Our subs are Real Baltimore, right down to the name. We make them fresh, delicious, and to your order, all day, every day, at a price that's easy to swallow. Royal Farms subs are another reason why Royal Farms is real fresh, real fast, real
5: Baltimore. Check out Costa's Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. They're known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. And their nightly specials also include crab cake night on Monday, rib night on Tuesday, steak night on Wednesdays with a half-priced bottle of wine, and lobster night on Thursdays. Check out CostaZen.com to find out more. And the delicious crab cakes are shipped anywhere.
1: Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square now offers their piping hot chicken noodle and chicken tortilla soup. Shredded chicken breast with navy and black beans in a white, creamy soup base with a perfect blend of vegetables and spicy heat. Topped off with seasoned corn tortilla strips, obviously perfect for cold weather, plus it's a great complement to the best chicken sandwich on the planet. And if you're hosting or headed to a party, pre-order from Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square Catering for not only is it delicious and a fan favorite, but it smells amazing and it'll be ready when you are. Download the Chick-fil-A app, place your order, and pile up Chick-fil-A bonus points, good for free food, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. 5198 Campbell Boulevard Call Steve if you'd like your party catered by Chick-fil-A
0: 410-931-0031 If you're looking to make an impact there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases develop technologies or seek adventures across the globe the Army is where all of that can happen and so much more The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win Ask yourself, what's your Warrior. Go to Army.com/slash Baltimore to find out. To learn more, contact your local Army recruiter and find us on social media at US Army Baltimore
2: catch all the action at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill, voted best sports bar 18 times, where we have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Enjoy $6.99 burgers on Mondays, 5 dollars nachos on Thursdays, and other food and drink specials throughout every season to help you cheer on your favorite teams. Come in today and try something new from our seasonal menu. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. And welcome back to the bat Around, round Craig Heist,
4: along with Stan, the fan, Charles, uh, who is in his office right now just uh, trying to figure something out. So we'll continue the show. Paul Valley running the ones and the twos. And uh, good to have you back again uh, at the controls. Good to have you back. We missed you last week. Well, you know, when, when you get a chance to do that TV thing, you know. Uh, we're going to head out to the phone lines and uh, grab our next guest, and he is from
3: MLB.com. Oh, you don't
4: have him on the line yet? Mm-mm. Okay. I,
3: I thought we were going to answer the guy's question. Oh, okay,
4: on. okay, let's do that then. Uh, we want you to like the show and share the show uh, if you're watching on Facebook, and uh, that's how we build up our cume and uh, grab our uh, viewers and uh, uh, get the numbers up there. And we've had uh, a couple of comments today. Uh, Tommy Wimmer Uh, says, uh, what do you expect this year out of the Astros? We were talking about the Astros a little earlier in the show. Uh, Says, uh, are they going to fall way off? Uh, Or, uh, you know, it's one of those things, do do individual stats fall off as well? Uh, I don't know about you, Paul, but I think that uh, really it's a situation where this team's probably too talented to fall off. I mean, like we said before, you know, yes, they're gonna, everybody's going to be caught up in this cheating scandal, but the, the, the bottom line to me was this was a real good baseball team anyway. Uh, so, uh, again, that's what you're looking at as far as I'm concerned.
3: Well, and, and I think that that's what Jim Crane was alluding to with his comments when he said we don't think it impacted the game. Right. They were good enough to win the World Series anyway, and yeah. I don't think that's changed. Yeah, they lost Cole, but they replaced him with Granky in that rotation. Who and he, there and even so, the that year.
4: World Series is a couple of years before. So
3: Right. It's, it's, this year, uh, they're, they're just as good a baseball team. I think they have just as good a shot as anybody to get back there. All right. Sounds good. Uh,
4: do we have Mr. Latson on the line? We do. We do. He is Bill Latson from MLB.com, and uh, he is uh, based now in New York. Used to cover the Nationals, they covered the Nationals when they were the Montreal Expos before they moved to Washington in 05. Bill, good morning. How are you? How's it going, Craig? I'm good. Uh, Stan is back out of his office, and uh, he is uh, now uh, part of the program again.
2: <laughs> How are you, Bill? Doing great. How about you? No complaints.
4: All right, now what are the Yankees going to do as far as the starting rotation?
2: Geez, <laughs> is this the curse of Bill Latson? <laughs> it, yeah, you know, I, yeah. Think,
4: I think it is, really. <laughs> well,
7: it, it's going to be hard. Uh, you know, they do have some depth. and But, but the question is, you know, uh, is, is that depth ready to take over? You know, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, losing so I mean, that's a hard one man i mean i mean he's not going to be ready for the, for the start of the season so i i, I don't know uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's
2: talk about those options that you say they are they are rather and luckily they are plentiful uh, uh, Jordan Montgomery is a guy who showed some promise back in uh, 17 and the first part of 18, i think before the tommy john injury. Uh, where do they think he is right now? Well, he was playing as the fifth starter uh, to start the spring, but now you know you,
7: you have to make him maybe uh, maybe the fourth starter, maybe third starter.
2: Right? It you depends gotta, on how he looks. I mean, and you got to well, keep your fingers crossed that Jay Happ can get back to being just okay rather than yes, disastrous.
7: Yes. Yeah. Yes, they they have had a bad year to the point where there was even talk of taking him off the playoff roster last year. So, I, I think. Uh, Taps going to have to have a great year, you know, to to make that team now. So hopefully that that can happen.
2: There's two other guys there, and and this is before we even get to Domingo Germán, but there are two other guys there that always seem to be at the end of the list, and they are Jonathan Lo- Lois, 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 Loazica and Luis Sessa. I happen to love Sessa. He's out of options this year. Do you think there's any shot that they kind of, they look and they go, maybe this guy could be pretty good, because I sure think he could be.
7: I mean, this is, you know, this is their chance, to tell you the truth, Yeah. to make this team, I and mean, they're going to have plenty of chances.
2: So hopefully,
7: you know, that can happen, especially especially with Sessa and Wadzica. And we'll see. Uh, again, he, uh, I mean, you know who
2: I am. I, well, let's you, wait and you see. were pessimistic when they had Paxton and Severino healthy. You were pessimistic that they needed more pitching. That's uh, correct. Let's talk about, uh, and I know Craig and I both have the same question. German. do, do we actually know what he was accused of? Because it was really kind of hushed up, uh, but he definitely is missing what I think the first, he got an 80 game suspension, I believe. Uh, I don't think that's
7: been announced yet.
2: Okay. But, uh,
7: uh, but yes, I mean, he's been, I mean, based on the reports, he's been accused of hitting his girlfriend. Right. At, at a, a, at a ceremony in honoring a C.C. Sabathia, doing an off day. Right. So, uh, you know, it, it depends. I mean, uh, no matter what happens, uh, it was a big loss. It was a big loss through the postseason. So, uh, you, you know, hopefully, uh. Kamau can get his act together and uh, maybe help the team in the
4: second half. Well, let me ask you this uh as far as you know guys coming back that were not healthy last year in the lineup uh how how, how hopeful is uh is Booney about the way that lineup stacks up this year? I mean, I think we know the potential for scoring runs but there were a lot of people that were out of that lineup last year, and they still scored runs.
7: Yeah, I mean, you're talking mainly about uh, Stanton. Yeah, G. Carl Stanton. I mean, well, and, uh, and Judge
4: too, to a large degree. Yes,
7: yes. Now, and, you know, and, you know, Judge has a shoulder issue right now, so he's not going to be starting uh, in today's game. But uh, hopefully, you know, these guys, these guys can stay healthy and you know you know they may they change changes to the medical staff hopefully the medical staff can get their act together too so we'll see what
4: happens bill let me ask you this and uh this tells us we're all getting old you me stan uh paul i'll leave out of that equation i'm young and vibrant
5: yeah well that's yeah that's i uh,
4: yeah right okay and and delusional as well but nonetheless <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, and I know you're into music, big time. Uh, we lost another great one today, and that's Peter Tork of the Monkees. Uh, I didn't know. That. Yeah, this he morning pa- passed literally? away this morning. Yeah, and uh, wow, I, 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 you know, I, I know you're a big Motown fan, as am I. Uh, but a lot of the old rock and roll stuff, I know you, uh, you follow and were and are very fond of, and. Uh, Mickey Dolans, Peter Tork, uh, Mike Nesmith, uh all of the monkeys, davy Jones. uh that was that was that was a band we listened to growing up.:
7: yeah, love well, I love their TV show, believe it or not yeah,
4: I loved, I did too I,
7: I love listening to the, their uh, the beginning of the, of the uh, show.
4: Right. I love
7: their song. Here we come.
4: <laughs> I love that song. Walking down and, uh, the street, <laughs> get the funniest looks from um, everyone we, we meet. Yes, hey,
2: <laughs> we're the monkeys.
4: Uh, Love just, that slug that's right. That's uh, right. Back to baseball, though. Uh, first uh, spring training game for the uh, Nationals tonight at 6:05, taking right. on the Astros. And of course, you know what the talk will be about. Max Scherzer, though, gets. Uh, the start uh, in his first game. So I'm thinking maybe an inning, two at the most, and probably 30 pitches. And uh, the good thing about Max, and Stan and I talked about this a little earlier, is the fact that, you know, coming off of the shoulder and the neck stuff from last year, late in the year, and how he battled through the postseason with it, uh, so far so good this spring. All the throwing sessions, he came out yesterday and said, you know, I'm sore, but I'm sore in all the right places, so that's right, that's a right. good sign.
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, the thing I love about the Nationals, they starting pitching, and, you know, that's what helped them with that World Series last year. I think it's going to be uh, the same as, you know, this year, and uh, I, I think they have to be the favorites regardless of what people say. I mean, people are picking the Yankees or the Dodgers, but I'm sorry, I, I – Got to go with the Nationals because they did all the right things this offseason, with the exception of Red right. And I think they picked up the, the the proper bullpen people. The starters are still there, and uh, they're going to be fine.
4: Well, I, you know, and I noticed something looking at the lineup last night, which came out late. Someone posted it online. Victor Robles is leading off that game today, uh, and I know it's only spring training, and I'm not reading much into it. But there had been some talk. Uh, that maybe Robles would be tried in that leadoff spot just to see how he handles it.
7: Yeah, I think it depends on how he handles, you know, the strike zone. I mean, I think that's the key. If he's going to be a leadoff hitter, I think that he has to uh, draw ball walks, which he didn't do last year. So hopefully uh, he proved that he could hit. But, you know, let's see what how the all-base percentage is. And uh, I don't think that's far-fetched. And he has the speed. So let's see what happens. But you gotta think that Trey Turner has to be the guy.
4: Yeah, I would be, think so to too. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, mean, it's hard for me to envision that lineup without Turner at the top of it and then Adam Eaton hitting right behind him.
7: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, they prove those two guys proved that uh, they could get the job done at the start a game. So I think uh, that's what we're gonna see.
4: Well, and you know, there's there's very few questions really. I think heading into spring training. I mean, this is a, a veteran team with a roster that's pretty much set, but you do have to find a way to make up for some of Rendon's, uh, productivity. And I, I like what Mike Rizzo did in the off season with, you know, bring it back Cabrera. Kendrick comes back. Uh, they add Starlin Castro. They are going to give Carter Keboom And he's starting tonight, uh, a chance to win that third baseman spot. Uh, so again, uh, I I think the whole plan here is to try to get a couple of different people, you know, to to pick up that offensive slack left by Rendon's departure and and see you know kind of see where it, where it leads. I think you know I think what is all said and done, I think we would not
7: be surprised if we saw a platoon at third base, mm-hmm. you know, with Kiboom and Cabrera. Yeah. So uh I think uh there's enough production there to replace uh Renaud. I think there is. Yeah, and you know uh, when
4: when you think about when you think about the other side of the diamond with, with Zimmerman and Eric Thames is gonna start tonight at first base and hit cleanup, uh, along with uh Howie Kendrick, uh he may play some first. He'll probably play a little bit of second base too. Uh but to me, that's what it's gonna take. It's gonna take like three or four people to make up the you know the production.
7: Yes, no no question about it. It uh it seems hard to believe that Zib is not going to be uh, playing every
6: day. They're talking about mean,
4: they're talking about three to four, uh, three hundred, three hundred fifty at bats, and if that happens, wow. and my, my way of looking at it is if he if he's healthy and they keep him on the field, I think he gets more than that. I agree. The guy can
7: still hit. I think he proved that uh, in the postseason. You know, like I, I think it's insulting.
2: Yeah, but where's you know, he like, going? But where's he going to get the at bats with Thames and Hendrick, uh Kendrick there?
7: I mean, well, Kendrick could play uh, second base, right? And uh, he can play the outfield. He can play all over. But uh, with the Thames, I agree with you. I mean, uh, I
2: mean, you got to figure Thames is going to get at least three hundred at bats. Yeah, it, with the guy
7: has power, so yeah, you know, you know, we'll see. But but they think that Zimmerman's going to get hurt again. I mean, well, I mean, that's,
2: you, that's, you have to have the insurance that he he might.
6: There's no yeah, oh, there's yeah. no
2: question about it. Hey, I want to ask you, Bill, I know I'm throwing you a couple curveballs here, but there's a couple of free agents. Of, None of them in the strike zone, right, no. exactly. <laughs> uh, Brian Dozier, Yasiel Puig, Andrew Kashner, Colin McHugh, uh, you name any other ones you can think of, but there's still a few good baseball players out there that have not signed. Are you hearing anything about any of them?
7: No. No. Uh... You, know, you keep hearing about Puig that he's going here and there from San Diego, then back to Cleveland. You know, you know. I'm sure it's a money issue with Puig. I'm sure of that because of what he's done, especially in the postseason. But uh, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, and, and you talked about Walker. I mean, Walker hasn't hit a, a lick
2: the last two years. Which which Walker? I'm sorry. Uh, the second baseman. Those were the uh, Neil Walker. Year. Neil Walker's with the Phillies, though. He's he's in the Phillies camp, I believe. Well, I was I, talking about Brian Dozier. Oh, Brian Dozier. Oh, yeah, Brian
7: Dozier. He hasn't hit a lick of the last two years. He so, still had uh, didn't
2: he have over twenty home runs last year for the Brian, yeah, but, yeah but, Brian
4: Dozier had twenty home runs. But you know what? Through all all of that, yeah. he still wound up when they when they acquired Cabrera, he winds up losing his second, second base, base job, job to Cabrera. Yeah.
7: Right. So, I mean, the year before that, he's with the Dodgers. So, uh, and then he didn't really have an impact either. So, I'm not surprised at all. So, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of hard.
2: We're talking to Bill Latson, writer for MLB.com. Uh, Bill, uh, the Dodgers, uh, we haven't really had a chance. We might have touched on it briefly last week. Mookie Betts and David Price. Uh, they had a totally quiet offseason until that. Uh, some pretty loud noise there, though, for the Dodgers at the end of uh, the offseason.
7: Yeah, they picked up an outfielder and they picked up a pitcher, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> again, Stan, Stan, you know me. Yeah. Let's wait and see. You know me by now. Yes, I do. Okay, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. Okay, you talk about David Price. He hasn't, uh, you know, he was injured all most of last year, right? And you know, let's see how uh, bets adjust to National League pitching.
4: So I that's mean, an excellent uh, point. I didn't think about that too much, but I mean, I've just gone by the track record, feel, feeling like he's going to be uh, okay regardless of where he plays. But that is an interesting point.
7: I mean, he's playing. He's going to be playing in big, bigger, bigger ballparks, and. uh Again, let me see what happens, and we'll tell you something on paper.
4: It seems like a steal for the Dodgers on paper. Now, he's he says he's not convinced that the Dodgers can win the World Series this year. Right. Okay, but every year he's convinced the Yankees can win the World Series. But, but, but wait a minute, you No,
7: know, <laughs> when I'm on this show, I'm realistic. I'm realistic.
4: Mm. What I'm around you is just you and I. It's a bunch of BS.
2: Is that what you're saying when you're around Craig? It's a bunch of BS. Hey, hey, that gets me to the point. It's really interesting. If, If David Price is still sort of the injured, sometimes in, sometimes out David Price, Ross Stripling actually becomes a pretty important piece of their potential starting rotation puzzle because they gave up Maeda, they let Hill go, they let Rayu go. That's three guys they let go and clearly they're expecting Dustin May to be in this rotation. So you got Bueller, Kershaw, May, and if Price isn't really significant, Stripling becomes pretty good, uh, pretty important to the Dodgers, but yet they were willing to trade him to uh, the Twins, you know, yeah. To the Twins, uh, not, not to the Twins, to the Angels. Um, what's your understanding of why that deal got turned off? I thought it was because Moreno just got impatient at the delay in it. Well, that's what they said. They said the
7: owner uh, suddenly didn't want to make the trade. So uh, that's what I happened. I thought
2: that would have been a great trade for the Angels.
7: Yeah, because they need starting Yeah. without a doubt, without a doubt.
4: So,
7: uh, it didn't happen. Let's see how the Angels do this year.
4: Speaking of which, why do I have the feeling that uh, uh, Dylan Bundy is going to go out there and just have a really, really good year this year because he's left the Orioles?
2: Well, that's that's one good reason. Another good reason, (laughs) seriously, might be if there's one guy that, and by the way, Ubaldo Jimenez is back in camp with the Colorado Rockies. But if one guy could fix Ubaldo Jimenez in Cleveland, it was Mickey Calloway. He's now with the Angels. He's, He's right. a very good pitching coach. Uh, your thoughts on how Bundy might do with some defenders behind him for once? Oh, I mean, he might do uh, well. I mean, he
7: has better, better hitters, that's for sure. He has run support. And, uh, you, you know, I, I, again, I mean, uh, he could have a great year. So I, I can't predict how many wins he'll get, but I think he'll be much better
2: than he was uh, with the Orioles, much better. Um, I de- didn't want to spend another eight or mi- eight minutes on an interview uh, wasting our time talking about the Astros. Not that it's a waste of time, but all cut through all the nonsense. How do you think they will be this year? Will they win 90 games, or are they going to stumble back because of all the the circus around them and win, you know, eighty-four games. And
4: before you answer that, we had a uh, a, a responder to the web page was yeah. watching the show, wanted to know whether or not they would be as good as they have been in the past, or do you think that, you know, they they would slip a little bit this year? Or and here's another thing, because of what's gone on, the pressure of having to play with that all year long. Yeah. Well, I think uh, with
7: Dusty Baker. I think they're going to win uh, 95 games. I don't think they'll go downhill. Now, uh, will they be beat Dobbin if they won? They need a starting pitch. I look for another starting pitcher to replace Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. And last, the colors is back after Tommy John. So I don't know. I mean, it depends. I mean, you could have put Brad Peacock back in there.
2: Josh, but, but- Josh James could end up being a starting pitcher with them.
7: I think the key is Dusty Baker. I
2: think Dusty Baker uh, will guide them
7: to at least 95 wins, at least that.
2: At least 95 gonna, okay. wins. Okay.
7: Yeah, I don't think they'll go down and uh, miss the playoffs. I think uh, they're the team to beat still.
2: All right. He is Bill Latson of MLB.com. Bill, we really appreciate you being on with us. We'll check in with you midweek, okay? You got it. Take All care. All right. There he goes. Hey, the latest edition of Press Box is available now on the cover. Bill Ordine dives into the future of sports betting here in Maryland with the push for legalization having already played out in neighboring states, plus our annual college lacrosse outlook as we get to know the area's top men's and women's players, including Johns Hopkins' Joey Epstein and Maryland's Brindy Griffin. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps, at PressboxOnline.com. And then we had to tell you about Real Barbecue and an amazing selection of whiskey and microbrews. When you come to Blue Pit Barbecue in Hamden, you get the cool atmosphere. And the best barbecue in the area. All made fresh and smoked every single day. Open for lunch and open late. Blue Pit is also great for parties and events. Go to bluepitbbq.com for menus and directions. And you're not having success. I'm
3: not
2: having phone issues. Hmm. Okay. Having phone issues. We'll remind you. We, these phone issues are in the bro, the live casino, hotel studio. That's where these phone issues are. You're mm-hmm. not getting a dial tone? I keep getting one,
3: and it keeps going
2: away. Okay. That's great. See, so every
4: time I do that at home, yeah, somebody just says, pay the
2: bill, will you? <laughs> well, that could be the case here, too. Yeah, you yeah, know anyway,
4: uh we got uh, again games start today, and I think that when you th- when you think about the s- season starting earlier this year, Stan like yep. for instance some some teams have broken camp and they'll be up here by like march the twenty fourth twenty fifth and they'll be playing some games uh, exhibitions in their own ballparks before the regular season starts uh, I think it's uh an interesting scenario that the earlier the season starts, uh, you're looking at – and I don't know whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, We know that, like, for instance, the the Orioles start uh, at home, the Nationals start on the road. But what's your feeling basically on the season starting in in late March?
2: I I don't like it at all. I'm not a fan of it myself. I've been a proponent (laughs) for – Several years now that each team should play like three or four home doubleheaders and three or four road doubleheaders, and that should be the way you buy some time. And I think the season should start about April twelfth or fifteenth. To be honest with you, let let the NCAA tournament get out of the way and have its uh, Uh, have baseball sort of open in its own little window there. Mm -hmm. So anyway.
4: We're going to try to uh, we're going to try to make our connections with Barry Weinberg, uh, who has a uh, book out called "Eating My Way Through Baseball," and it's uh, a life's... Uh, this is a
2: day of technical difficulty. Life's I- a
4: journey. Enjoy the meal. Now, now that's a motto I can live by. And uh, one of his other quotes is, "Every day is a holiday. Every meal is a banquet." And uh, for those of us in the sports world. Who do a lot of public appearances and things of that nature? Uh, food is uh, one of the things we like the most, I would think.
2: Well, you know, every time it's funny. I listen to a show, and I'm going to try and see if I if they'll have them on. Howard Bender and Jim Bowden do a Fantasy mm-hmm. Alarm show. Howard Bender is one of the owners of Fantasy Alarm, a fantasy baseball football company. Went to voicemail. Okay. This is absolutely unbelievable today. <laughs> this this is without a doubt the we've been doing this show for four and a half years now. I think it's the, without a doubt the worst show I've done. Well, that's
4: time. because you've had computer problems and you're trying to straighten that out as well. So well, let's try to make our connections with uh, with Barry and. Uh, and just uh, continue the show by uh, saying uh, Mo Gabba Hopefully, will be joining us probably if not. if we get a if we get a uh, Justice,
2: not. if we get a
4: phone uh, a phone connection.
2: Absolutely unbelievable, Absolutely unbelievable today. Unbelievable.
4: Again, the Orioles starting uh, the spring training season tonight. Now, what do you think about the Lamont deal? Just the fact that he's here.
2: Which, LeBlanc? Yeah. Uh, I, th- I think I in my question to um, to Todd Karpovich, I think that the strategy they have is they realize that what they're trying to build from a starting rotation thing is a very weak pyramid that could collapse, just like it did last year with the injury to um, um, Alex Cobb last right. year and the fact that Mike Wright all of a sudden was absolutely horrible.
4: And okay. un- unless I've uh, missed something, I, I still think Kashner is out there, correct?
2: Kashner is out there, and Colin McHugh, and they both have relationships with Michael with, Elias. Right? There's no question. If you could keep, how about te- do me a favor? I'm him. Text him. Yeah. Okay, Adam. You are texting who, Adam? Texting no, don't text him. If it's the wrong phone number, then it's the wrong. Phone. It might be the wrong phone number. But um, y- it, they it, both have. So, so the point I'm making is, last year, what was the first thing they did after they realized that we got a disaster? They went out and threw kerosene on a fire by acquiring Dan Straley, right. who well, they had no way of knowing was going to be.
4: Well, and her- I don't horrific. think any of us knew, right. at that point. S- but
2: it was horrific. It was and horrific. I think, yeah. I think the backup plan this year. So Go ahead. What's that now? That's well, me. Okay. Maybe they're calling you. No, Maybe Barry not. Weinberg's calling no, you. Not, no, um, they I think the backup plan this year is to have those couple guys in LeBlanc and Malone present, uh, that they might punt and go to a an opener, an opener, situation? An opener situation. But how many days a week, how how many days a week can you realistically do that? I think you can max it at two times a week mm-hmm. with with one of them each time being the bulk guy but at least one time a week. Uh, and I think, look, their rotation is so fragile with means. Means is a candidate. Look, I love what he did last year. This is not a Chris Davis thing where, God, I'm not interested in him. But you I'm have there. to wonder whether you're gonna yeah, get he the could same get a thing. regression. Right. You know, you're and you're it wondering could be, if you can get the same it production. Could, it could go back a run. It could go back a run and a half ERA wise. Cobb could get hurt. Look, we're keeping our fingers crossed those things both go the other way. Right. Asher Wojciechowski certainly is not a guy that they can really count on, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's three of them. After that, they've got Cole Stewart, who who had an ERA of like 5.7 or 6 with the Twins last year, and he wasn't very good at AAA last year. So I think what the backup plan is, because they are not going to – Force feed Keegan Aiken, Dean Kramer, Bruce Zimmerman, or any of the very young, the much younger guys. So we can't get a hold of anybody. Okay, that's unbelievable. Do <laughs> so you keep my phone in case Adam texts you? Well,
4: and, and, and in that particular scenario, right? Uh, when you look at who you are at least counting on to start the season. Uh it's, it's interesting to see how this plays out in spring training going forward because, y- you know, I- I'm sure Brandon Hyde has an idea in his head of what he would like to have it look like. But because of what we saw last year, and at times last year, we saw this team score a good amount of runs to be able to win ball games but a lot of times they were behind by so much that it didn't make a
2: difference. Yeah. I mean, look, they lost Craig. I did a, an article about this about three weeks ago. I went over game by game of the losses. So it was 107 losses. They had 40 games in which they lost by five runs or more. Right. And 17 more that they lost by three runs or more. Yeah. That's 57 times we were essentially, by the fourth or fifth inning, weren't even in the game. In the game really, right. You know. So, I mean, maybe out of that, maybe out of that 57, eight games, maybe they were in in the seventh inning and then got blown away late. but most of those were games like where Dan Straley or some other horrific starter like Mike Wright gave up a ton of runs early uh, and the club couldn't couldn't compete. yeah and
4: and, and again, uh, a lot of things, are going to help this pitching staff this year in terms of defensively. I think this team has a chance to be fairly decent defensively, especially with the acquisition up the middle and uh, at shortstop. And I don't know how this catching situation is going to turn itself out. And and I know you have, uh, I know I have, you have real reservations about I have, Cisco.
2: And I have real curiosity again. With Chris Davis, the point I'm making isn't like I wish him anything bad. I know 100% it's going to be bad. I'm just not interested. Chance Cisco's intriguing to me to see whether his work with that uh, facility that he worked uh, under, uh, the guy who helped J.D. Martinez, right, that 73-year-old hitting guru, uh, Walden Brook, his last name yeah. is, uh, whether, whether there's something there. This was a guy... Who again? The the key figure for me with a hitter is on base percentage. This is a guy whose minor league on base percentage was in the for for like nineteen hundred minor league at bats was like three seventy his on base percentage mm-hmm. chance Cisco. That usually spells especially when your batting average is like three oh five and you match that up. That should register to be a two seventy five two eighty. Hitter in the uh, major leagues, in my opinion, it
4: should. And uh, again, you, you know, when you head into a baseball season, you, you have an idea who you have, and you're just hoping kind of that uh, the the projections that you make come true, and that there are no setbacks with injuries and unforeseen things uh, with your roster. Uh, but again, my my point with this team is though that we know we're going through a rebuild. It's a matter of whether or not the fans are going to be patient enough to let this thing play out, or are you going to get a bunch of complaining right off the bat in the first month, month and a half of the season, if this team doesn't play competitive baseball and, and digs themselves too much of a hole?
2: All right. Um This is Stan the Fan for Glen Burnie Transmissions, located right in the heart of Glen Burnie for almost 60 years. If you suspect you are having a transmission problem, GBT can save you hundreds of dollars over taking it to car dealers for repair. Make an appointment for a free diagnostic and estimate. Call GBT at 855-728-1841. Their mission is simple, to provide excellent service at a reasonable price, Go to their website at GBTonline.com to check out all of the five-star reviews. Let my friend Mark Schwartzman and his GBT team take the troubles out of transmission troubles. Call them today at 855-728-1841. That's 855 728 And, Craig, uh, let's talk about the Costas Inn once again.
4: All right. Well, they are located at 4100 North Point Boulevard in the heart of Dundalk. And you can uh, head over to the Costas Inn any night of the week for the best in seafood and, uh, of course, anything else on that menu. No bad food at the Costas Inn. Great specials on the menu each and every night of the week, starting with uh, Monday night, crab cake night, Uh, Tuesday night is ribs night. Wednesday night is steak night with uh, half price bottles of wine on the menu. And then on Thursday, it's uh, lobster night. You can get that either stuffed or plain. Great specials uh, throughout the week. Uh, As I said earlier, I'm a big fan of the blackened uh, scallops that are served at the Costas Inn, along with the prime rib. And uh, you know what? They have uh, some seafood over at the Costas, too. The uh, salmon St. Michael's, that's always very good, loaded with the the, uh, Crab Imperial and uh... that that's certainly something you should check into great entertainment throughout the week it's uh... wednesday night is jazz night uh... friday and saturday uh... some of the best rock and roll you'll hear in the area it's all at forty one hundred north point boulevard the Costa is if you're going over for crabs it's the kind of time of the year where you might want to call ahead make those reservations to see whether or not nick and pete have the crabs in uh, stock and uh... you want to do that give them a call And uh, go see them at the Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard.
1: Okay, I'm getting an Italian cold cut with oil and vinegar, turkey and swiss
8: with extra mayo for me,
2: and I want a ham and cheese with everything. Before we go to the game, we go to Royal Farms. It's not football without a Royal Farms sub. At Royal Farms,
7: it's all fresh and delicious. In this town, you don't tailgate with a honky, you tailgate with a Royal Farms sub and world-famous chicken. Royal Farms,
2: real fresh, real fast, real Baltimore.
5: Check out Costa's Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. They're known far and wide for their great steamed crabs and crab cakes. And their nightly specials also include crab cake night on Monday, rib night on Tuesday, steak night on Wednesdays with a half-priced bottle of wine, and lobster night on Thursdays. Check out CostaZen.com to find out more. And the delicious crab cakes are shipped anywhere.
2: The latest edition of Pressbox is available now. On the cover, Bill Ordean dives into the future of sports betting here in Maryland, with the push for legalization having already played out in neighboring states, plus our annual college lacrosse outlook as we get to know the area's top men's and women's players, including Johns Hopkins, Joey Epstein, and Maryland's Brindy Griffin. Press box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition
1: Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Slider's Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Terps and Caps season, with all the games on dozens of TVs. Slider's daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wing Ding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more, with different drink specials every day of the week, including Fancy Clancy Pilsner. Find out about all of the parties and get info on having your own party or company event at slidersbaltimore.com. Slider's, one of Baltimore's original, continuously operating bars catch all the action at your
2: neighborhood glory days grill voted best sports bar 18 times where we have tons of tvs to catch every moment of every game enjoy 6.99 burgers on mondays 5.99 nachos on thursdays and other food and drink specials throughout every season to help you cheer on your favorite teams come in today and try something new from our
0: seasonal menu glory days grill great food good sports if it's happening in Baltimore sports and beyond, it's happening on Glenn Clark Radio. He is Mr. Trey Mancini. Thanks
1: for having me on, guys. Glad to be back on.
0: Ravens linebacker Matt Judon. Appreciate
1: it, y'all. How y'all doing? He is Ravens kicker Justin Tucker. Thanks for having me. Adley Rutschman. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Coach Mark Turgeon. You bet, guys. How you guys doing? Joe Burrow. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Marlon Humphrey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Coach Mike Loxley. Thanks for having me on. Jalen Stick Smith. Thanks for having me The great Ray Lewis. Always good to be What's up, fellas?
0: Hey, what's going on, Ed? Hey. Glenn and Kyle are live Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon, and archived anytime. Watch Facebook.com slash Sports and listen to PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Right, we are back on the battle round, uh, and
2: apologies to Barry Weinberg. Uh, we had a bad number, and it was actually my bad. As oh, okay. As Mittermeyer would say. Hmm. Uh, I had the Are you going to very... fire Paul? You... I'm going to fire <laughs> Are we going to fire you like we fired Paul or what? Yeah.
4: I never fired Paul. Oh, I, I sure. never fired Paul. Anyway, uh, uh, Orioles. Orioles. Uh, and Braves at 1 o'clock. At the one one o'clock lineup o'clock is out. Austin Hayes in center field. Anthony Santander is the designated hitter. Renato Nunez at third. Ryan Mountcastle plays left field today. Okay. Uh, Pat Valenka at first base. Chan- Chance Cisco is the catcher. Okay. Okay. And uh, let's see. Mason Williams, right field. Jose Rondon, second base. Richie Martin is your shortstop.
2: Okay. That's a look at the Ori And Chandler, and Chandler- is Shepard is yep. your starter. And Chandler Shepard is your
4: starter. Yeah.
2: Uh Joining us right now is our Sports Person of the Year for 2019. Not the athlete of the year who could hit leadoff in any lineup. That's right. And he is Mo Gaba. How are you, Mo? I'm good. How are you? How are you? How are you? We're good. You you know Craig Heist, don't you? Absolutely. Known as Heisty? Oh, was...
4: <laughs> What's, now? It? Now, let's get something out of the way real quick before we start talking baseball because we want to find out uh, exactly how excited you are because spring training games start today. But I want to go back to yesterday. I'm at home. I'm doing work on my computer. And all of a sudden, there's a... A video that pops up on my computer of you at some party and you are just dancing your butt off. <laughs> now what? Where were you? And uh, where did you get those moves, boy?
9: <laughs> well, um, I was at Johns Hopkins um, and we were raising money for the hospital. Okay. And I was just, I was just dancing to music. I I don't know where I got them. just when I hear music, I just start dancing. <laughs> Where did
4: you learn to dance like that? You were pretty good. I didn't
9: really have
4: to learn. You didn't what? I'm sorry? sorry I didn't
9: really
2: have to learn. I just you ju- dancing. it dancing. Com- it comes natural. comes natural. There you go. All right. Yeah. Is there any chance we could get you on Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> 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 Hey Mo, uh, we know you've been uh, going undergoing some treatment. How you feeling right now? I'm doing all right. All right, and mm-hmm. more importantly than you, because everybody's always concerned with the guy who's sick or the woman who's sick. But how's your right. mom doing? It's the it's the caregiver. Mom's
6: doing good.
2: She is. She's actually sitting next to me right now. Is she? Bye, guys. Hey Sansie. how you doing? I'm okay. And Craig Craig Heist says hello to you. Hello, and uh, I got to tell you, you're you're absolutely
4: right. Every day should be wine of the week day.
2: I'm I'm convinced of that. (laughs) So, So you're feeling pretty good right now. Let me ask you a question. Does the fact that spring training has started, does that mean anything to you at all? I don't
9: really pay attention to the spring singing games. I'm most looking forward to the um, regular season.
2: Okay. okay. I got that. You know, your buddy Scott Garceau is now going to be doing some games on Masson. He's gonna be I doing, heard. He's going to be doing 52 games, including, well, that's not included in the 52. He's doing tomorrow's game with Ben McDonald from Sarasota. Oh. Yeah. Yes, he'll be on the TV tomorrow. On Masson. Okay. Sanzi, let me ask you a question. Is what Did you guys cut the cord with cable TV? Is there any way we could get you Masson? I'm sure we can get it. I think I have it because we have um,
7: Hulu.
2: Okay. So I we would be able to get Masson. Do you know if you can get I, it? I, I think you can get it on Hulu. Okay. All right. If it comes down to something where we got to help you uh, cover it, let me know, okay, Sanzi? Seriously. Okay. I'd love to have no... Love to have Mo have access to all the baseball games that he wants.
6: Oh, no, thank you so much.
2: All right, we'll work that out. Um, thank you. Mo, uh, who are you most interested? I mean, do you think – I know you've become pretty friendly with Trey Mancini. Uh, do you think he can have another big year for the Orioles? Yeah, I think he can. What do you think so special about him? And I'm not even talking about as a player. What makes him such a special person?
9: He's really nice.
2: That's pretty simple. That yeah yeah. I think everybody in the world should
4: take that advice right there. Just be nice.
2: He is seriously. I've covered the Orioles now since 1981. So that's what's that 19 and so it's 39, 39 years. 39 years. I would say he is in all the time, and there have been some other great guys, Kenny Singleton a great guy. Um, you know, uh, too many to, to mention. Adam Jones is a good guy. I think, yeah. Trey, I think Trey Mancini is one of the nicest people to ever put on that black and orange uniform. You, I know you haven't covered him for 39 years, but uh, <laughs> I bet you pretty much agree with that. I do. Yeah. Now, I just mentioned the name, and you jumped in real quick and said, yeah, yeah. about Adam Jones. Adam Jones is going to be playing in Japan this year. Wait, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he signed a two-year deal, didn't he, Craig? Yeah, it's
4: a, it's a two-year deal, and uh, he's not going back to the Diamondbacks. So uh, he decided that, uh, and I kind of find this a little hard to believe, that his services in the major leagues was not wanted by anybody and I I know sometimes money gets into the
2: I think what happened with him was he 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 wanted to make a certain amount of money if he was going to put the time into play Mm -hmm. and I think he saw the way these salaries are going for guys at that age 34 years old and just jumped at making more money in Japan and you can't blame him for that no but and I'll bet his contract has some type of out after the first year if he wants to go back to the major leagues, yeah, you know he could still be a fit for certain teams.
4: So, Mo, are you going to watch that game tomorrow uh, with the Orioles on TV? Yeah,
9: I think I might watch it.
2: Yeah. Okay. All right. There's nothing better than watching a spring training game. There's no question about it. Mo, you've been you've been following the Maryland Terrapin men's basketball team. They're doing really well. Yeah. That's the next star we got to get you in front of is Jalen Smith. Yeah. Boy, he is playing some mean basketball right now. Yeah, and for his as biggest— as and, what, and what's his
9: name? What else? Is, uh, the guy who can
2: score
9: really well. What? What's his name? Uh, what's, what's
2: his name? There's a bunch of guys. Uh, well, Eric, a- Eric— Anthony Cowan? Anthony Cowan? Yes, yes. Yeah. He yes. can score, and he can also feed the ball pretty well. He's a really good yes. point guard. Yeah. We got a day like, of Ohio st- State st- tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock. Two o'clock, so you can watch. Okay. You can watch part of the Oriole game and then part of that game. Yeah. If we if we
4: hook you up with Jalen Smith, you know, for as much as you've grown over the last couple of years, you're still going to look like a little ant type of guy next to him. You. know. I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was a story you got to meet uh, the night we had you out there at Chick fil A. Uh, uh Nottingham Square you met Bradley Bozeman did you hear the latest story about Bradley Bozeman he and his wife wow. he and his wife are google this craig as yeah. i talk about it he and his wife Nikki are traveling across the country and they're speaking in front of 16,000 kids with an wow. anti, with an anti-bullying message they're going they're driving around the country going to like 100 schools And talking in front of 16,000. But here's the thing to Google. Bradley Bozeman eats Texas-sized steak. He ate a 72-ounce steak in, I think, in Austin, Texas. That's a pretty big one. you said Bradley
9: Bozeman
2: eats X. Size steak? He, Texas he, size. Texas size. Texas size. Oh, Texas size. Yeah. Steak. His steak is like if you go out and eat a steak tonight, if your mom <laughs> takes you to, to uh, Outback, the steak is about six ounces, right? Maybe yeah. eight, ounces, okay. eight ounces. Maybe yeah. ten ounces. Yeah. He ate a 72 ounce steak in one, in one sitting. And the sides to go with
4: it.
6: <laughs> wow.
4: Yeah. Six five three 72 seventeen. Ounces? What's that? Six five three
6: 72
2: seventeen. And, I'm sorry, Mo. Go ahead. Seventy-two ounces. Seventy-two ounce steak. That is a lot. Yeah, it's like a side of. That's like a side of beef. That's like what they cut off of the, the cow. You know, the steer. They cut that yeah. off, and that's supposed to be like ten steaks. He ate the. He ate the equivalent to like. Eight to ten steaks. So he
4: basically ate the whole cow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! I couldn't even eat that much. Yeah. No, but we'd we'd have fun asking you to, though. <laughs> we'd, we'd have <laughs> we'd have fun trying to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That roughly means if we could fit it in the freezer, that would have been enough steak for you for the whole winter this year. Your yeah. mom would have cut off like seven <laughs> ounces at a time
9: exactly
4: (laughs) i heard i heard stan say that you're 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 going through another treatment right now right yes okay now when you eventually beat this thing and we know you're going to i posted something on your 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 what your mom posted yesterday when we finally Uh when we finally defeat this thing what are you going to say
9: I finally
4: beat you cancer. That's right. That's and right. what else we're going to say? We're going to say you can
2: Put it on the board. Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey Mo, before we let you go, uh got to ask you a question. Did you get what was the press box being on the cover of press box with Lamar Jackson and all the the push that it got out in the media? Did it uh, did, did you get much buzz from people about it? I did get a lot. Yeah.
9: Not as much as not as much as I thought I would, but I right. did get a lot.
2: All right. Well, that's good. That's really good.
9: Because well, usually when usually when people get some type of award, yep. like everybody knows about it. Yep,
2: Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, that's we got to get you a Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> <laughs> Then everybody'll know about it. <laughs> hey, one of the things, one of the things that's incredible, and it gets lost in the shuffle with you. Uh, I know your mom put up a post on Facebook about. I think it was about ten or twelve days ago that you just uh-huh. you just got honors. You got honors in school. Honorable, yeah. Honorable, Honorable. Honorable. yeah. Wow. For grades, absolutely that is unbelievable. Craig Heist and I combined never made on a roll <laughs> I gotta tell you for you with all you got going on that's the equivalent of eating a 72 ounce steak that's right that,
9: that's- I don't think that's the equivalent but I could say it's up there with it yeah, well, There
4: we go <laughs> all right hey mo we're, we thought- we're in the media mo so every every
2: time I got an F I always thought free oh uh- Hey, we appreciate you and your mom coming on and chatting with us this morning. Um, you know, there's a big fight tonight. Are you a fight fan? A what? A big fight tonight. A heavyweight champion. Oh, a fight, fight
9: a fight. Yeah. Um I don't usually watch them because they're so they're so late. They're yeah. so late at
2: night. This one is really late. It's gonna be yeah. about eleven thirty tonight. Deont-
9: I'll probably be I'll probably be asleep by then. that. That, that <laughs>
2: makes that makes two of us. <laughs> listen to the listen to the size of these two fighters, Mo. Deontay Wilder, who's thirty-four years old, is forty-two 0 one. That means forty-two wins, no losses, and one draw. He's uh-huh. six foot seven, two hundred and thirty-one pounds, and he's fighting oh, he's fighting Tyson Fury, who's 29 and one, and their one draw Was against each other the last time they fought. He is 6'9, 273 pounds.
6: Wow.
2: That's a big boy there. They could probably eat Bradley Bozeman.
4: Yeah. Yeah,
2: the 2 (laughs) 0. All right. Hey, Mo, we really appreciate your coming on this morning. You sound fantastic. Keep up the good work, okay? All right. Thank you. All right. We love you. We'll see you, Mo. All right. All right. All right, there he goes, Mo Gabba. He's the best. They don't make him any better than that. Nah, we're a, a great kid. Yep, yep, he is a great kid. Um, I'm going to read something while, while we get Richard Justice on the line. I'm going to remind folks that we're broadcasting from the Live Casino Hotel Studio. That has gotten missed a couple times today. Live Casino Hotel Studio is where we are broadcasting today, and it's the same place Glenn Clark broadcasts Monday through Friday. Uh, The Battle Round is presented by Mobile One. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube Service Center and ask for Mobile One. And then we'll tell you real quick, about real barbecue and an amazing selection of whiskey and microbrews. When you come to Blue Pit Barbecue in Hamden, you get the cool atmosphere and the best barbecue in the area, all made fresh and smoked every day, open for lunch and open late. Blue Pit is also great for parties and events. Go to BluePitBBQ.com for menus and directions. And joining us now is one of the best darn baseball writers anywhere, He's in fact, he's one of the best sports writers anywhere because he used to cover a lot of other things, including redskin football for a long time. He is Richard Justice, who is with MLB.com. Richard, how are you?
8: I'm good, Stan. How are you?
2: Good. Richard, before we talk baseball, Bradley Bozeman, who's an offensive lineman with the Baltimore Ravens, he and his wife are on a uh, cross-country trip where they are going to talk to 16,000 kids at about 100 schools across the country um, with an anti-bullying message. We understand that he was in, I think it was in Austin, Texas, correct? Yeah. He just ate a 72-ounce steak at one sitting plus all the fixings. Um, is that a big thing throughout the state of Texas? Like Now, can- wait a
8: minute. Was that Austin or Amarillo?
2: Was it Amarillo? Might have been, been, been Amarillo. Yeah. Might have yeah, been
8: Amarillo. If you eat that, it's a, the big, I think it's called the Big Tech Steakhouse. It's very famous. Yep. Um, and if you finish the steak and the trimmings, it's free. It's been on that Guy Fieri show. Is that okay. the guy that tries to eat the weird stuff? Yeah, I've been there. Uh, it's um, Amarillo, Texas. <laughs> but Got you didn't You didn't eat a 72-ounce <laughs> steak, though, pal. <laughs> I know Richard Justice. <laughs> no, me, no. Yeah. No, but it, it's a it's a very famous place. Amarillo is a good place to live. You guys ought to look into it.
2: All right. Well, we're not li- – They
8: had a legendary sports editor there named But Powell, known all over the Southwest
2: Conference. Really? Okay. That sounds Putt good. Powell. And what's the name of the steakhouse?
8: I think it's the Big Tex. The it's Big Tex. Famous. That's what it is. Go- That's what it if is. you hmm. Google famous Amarillo Steakhouse, it'll come up, and you get that one free, and they put your name on the wall and all, and all of great. that. That's
2: great. That's great. And do, do you have a time limit like it's got to be within uh, Yeah, the, I, think
8: there, I think there is a time limit. I think it's an hour. Hour, uh, okay. I, w- I wouldn't swear to my, that. My name, my name has my been on
4: several I... walls. <laughs> You're in the Costas Inn <laughs> well, wall of you shame.
8: Well, uh, we had a, a ball rider in Dallas that liked to eat, and uh, we were going to send him out to the big techs to do a, a recre- an outdoors piece. <laughs> like, hey, just uh, leave the Bass Tournament alone this week. Could you go try to eat one of those steaks? And the joke would be that he'd go, oh, are we going to have pie now?
2: <laughs> hey, Richard, uh, we've got you on. We know you live in Houston year-round. In uh, 2017, you had that terrible, terrible flooding. And the Houston Astros were like sort of a bright, shining light that made everything a little bit more tolerable and helped the you know uh, helped the citizenry get through that. And now, what's happened? How do you reflect on on that right now?
8: Uh, I was with the, the the Astros yesterday on my little tour of Florida, and uh, among the players that I know, there's just a sense of sadness. Yeah, and that this is what happened. And just the backdrop is this city was devastated. I went with the boys. They, they had to play. They had to play. I think they played the Rangers at the in, in uh, St. Petersburg yeah. because they couldn't get back home. They were pulling bodies out of the water here where mm-hmm. my daughter lives. There were rowboats in the front yard, helicopters, all of that. Um, it brought the city together in an amazing way. One of my nephews was walking along the freeway, and somebody said, hey, where are you? He goes, I can't get home. He goes, well, you've got my home. That's That was the spirit. I went with the Astros to the convention center, um, and when as soon as they got back home, you know they landed, and guys like George Springer didn't know if they even had a home or not. Right. And um, they, they go to the convention center, and a, and a cop I know, a Houston cop, pulls me over and goes, don't go in there don't go in there, don't turn that corner. And I said, no, I'm I'm going where they go. And the, it was a table where people were registering missing missing relatives, oh, missing God. friends, and it was a long table. And those guys, even after the TV cameras left, those guys stayed. Springer, I know, worked at a fire house serving meals. And the point was, at that same time Justin Verlander arrived, that at a time when the team had a losing record in August, he mm-hmm. was gonna win the division but the city rallied around the team the team rallied around the city it's one of the coolest things ever and also remember the fact that Houston was the city that never won anything Houston was always the city that watched other people have their parades and even when the the trophy the world series trophy would be on uh, on display you would see people look at it and go they're going to take that away and send it to Boston or San Francisco or somewhere else like that, right? Houston was never that place. And the question I got asked the most, are those guys really like that? Do they really like each other, and do they really like playing? And that was the the backdrop. I was on the field at Dodger Stadium after Game 7, and two Hall of Famers, Craig Biggio and Jeff Bagwell, they were just, you know, overcome with emotion because they, you know, you know the previous generation doesn't like the next generation. They love this this yeah. team, and mm-hmm. so – To have all of that tainted now and diminished, there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of whataboutism. We know the Yankees are cheating. All that. Just deny, deny, uh, an executive called him it, denialism. Like, tell me it's not true, but it is true.
4: Well, now that Dusty Baker is there, is he the right guy to kind of take what's already there, which is a real damn good baseball team, and help them navigate through this season and, and and be a contender again.
8: Dusty said to me yesterday, he said, you know what I didn't realize? I, you see it on TV, but you don't really know the story from TV. He goes, I didn't realize how close these guys were. And, I, and the, all they came up together, Altuve, Springer, Correa, McCullers, but A.J. Hinch was part of that. I mean, he was a link in that chain. And for them now to get used to another manager – it's going to take some getting used to, you know, Craig, you know, Dusty, he's been through everything in yep. 50, 50 years. Um, this is unique. Their first road trip they open at home against the angels ESPN. You, you know what the narrative is going to be. Then they go to Oakland and Anaheim and the, and the those fans are going to be loaded for bear. Well, I, think that narrative... I, I don't know that any team has ever played knowing that Everyone on the planet hopes you fall on your face. Right. And athletes are sensitive, not, even before social media. Athletes are sensitive to what, how questions are asked, what's being said, what people are thinking. I mean, it's really unique. But, like you said, they are a really good team. And what they need to do now is just to get out on the field and start playing.
4: Well, and they'll get a chance to do that today against the Nationals, uh, albeit spring training. And... I, I, when you say about Dusty, and we we all know Dusty, but Stan and I were talking about this before, right when we opened the show. I think there were really only two guys that could have handled this situation with the Astros this year, and one was Dusty, and the other one would have been Buck Showalter.
8: I agree with you. I agree with you because you got to have a strong person in there, and you know Buck would have talked it into an advantage. Yeah, hmm. but Dusty has so many things that has happened in his life that he will tell you it was the worst thing you could imagine, and it turned into a positive. And that's the way he's just going to have to talk to the guys about it. Like, I went over and talked to the Nationals about Dusty. And every guy, beginning with Scherzer, you ask him about Dusty, and he just gets a smile on his face. Yeah. And that calmness, and, and now Dusty's an ex-Marine. It's like, like mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Ryan Zimmerman said, hey, Dusty will chew your butt out, too. <laughs> but there's a calmness and a poise, and when all hell's breaking loose around them. Um, they need that. They're going to need that calmness in that, I got your back.
2: Richard Justice is our guest. MLB.com is his place of work. Richard, before we get into some of the stuff now going on with players and the union and safety with people and players, I want to ask you something. I know the Yankees, I don't believe the Yankee teams from 96 on, when they won four out of five World Series, I don't think they cheated. But, the two other best teams over the last 30 years to me were the Oakland A's in 89-90-91 and this Houston team. And now I'm looking at both of them, and I think both of them did cheat. Um, what does that say about the sport and how perilously close it is to losing a real chunk of credibility?
8: No, I I I I disagree with that. Players and owners have been trying to kill this sport for 150 years, and they can't do it. The sport is too, is too too much of a prominent place in the hearts and minds of fans. What what did the A's do? They were stealing signs way? No,
2: the A's were uh, using steroids. I mean, you know, oh, McGuire oh, 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 and Konseka. Right. Yeah, there was yeah. that.
8: Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> uh, was that. I forgot about that. Yeah, I heard about. I mean, Tashera described how the. Yankees were stealing signs. They were watching on the monitor. And then if they feel like they had the signs decoded, they would they would uh, flash the sign from second base. And Tashara goes, honestly, it was just BS. It didn't, it didn't. Like, I tell them, like, stop it. You're just preoccupying <laughs> me with something else. And funny thing about the Astros is that A.J. Hinch hated realizing yeah. signs from second because he thought it, impaired the base runner, that it uh, distracted the base runner. He'd rather have a, a a guy that was more concerned with running the bases than than, than stealing signs. But, yeah, I mean, what it says, Stan, is that, as you know this, is that whenever you have competitive people, whether it's on Wall Street, a law firm, or in a baseball, or a football field, you're going to have people that look for every edge and yeah. try to get right to the edge without dusting up the chalk. That's been going on. Hey, look. You 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 knew Bobby Thompson. You probably ran into Bobby Thompson and Ralph Branca along the way. Yeah, <laughs> they both both those gentlemen went to their graves with d- dramatically different views of whether Bobby <laughs> knew that pitch was coming and all. So, I mean, that's that's part of the lore of the game. Well, mm-hmm. what's different in this is the technology. Yeah, and and you know it'll be interesting to see. I think what's going to happen next week is that the Red Sox report is going to be released. JD Martinez said this past week. I'll put my hand on a stack of Bibles as high as you can stack them. We didn't do anything wrong. Uh, but I think in the in the, the report there's going to be an announcement that a third team is being investigated. Wow. And all this comes in the wake of 17 after the thing with the Red Sox and the watch is that the commissioner told people you got to stop this, and if you don't stop it, I'm going to hold the people in charge accountable and it's going to be bad and it is going to be it, it was bad for the Astros and it's going to be bad for the Red Sox. Well, you
4: said just a minute ago that people have been trying to ruin this game and and baseball's no, been trying to They try- can't do it. they can't they, they it. Can do it. I mean, but I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. To me, here. Rob Rob Manfred's doing you know, a pretty new
8: scene. D- my god, you just like you were always stirring up trouble.
4: Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Rob Manfred's doing a pretty good job of it in my
2: estimation.
8: Yeah, but he, I mean, what, what has it, you know, he shouldn't have said the line about the medal. Other meant,
2: than that, what 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 else could he do? Let me, because I was yeah, going yeah, yeah. there with yeah, my... Look,
8: I like was, the, the, the union is being disingenuous. Exactly. They never yeah, exactly. never going be able to punish the players. And I never, never, and never... what he meant about the piece of metal was, what's better, do you want to leave the trophy in the lobby as a symbol of something different, or do you want to take it away? Would that matter? And he said, you don't think i punished punish the Astros? And listen, I was there yesterday, and I know these guys. They, they are different. They, there is a sadness. One particular player in particular, a famous player, there's a sadness about him that, like, every – the one thing that's hard to get back when you lose it is your good name, and their good name is gone. And the, what the, – you know, John Heyman um, tweeted a photo of the the big H with the World Series sign in front of the complex two days ago and said – Remember when this meant something different? It was one of those feel-good stories. You love this team, yep. and now you're not going to yeah. look at it. that symbol, that logo, or that trophy the same.
2: Let's examine the the commissioner here. I think there was a slight missed opportunity here where I I almost think that the, the punishments might have been announced with the commissioner and Tony Clark together uh, because – I, I agree with you. I, th- I don't think the union's being disingenuous. I think the players like Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, right. Nick Marcakis, they're being disingenuous to, right. to say what kind of punishment should have happened because I'd love to see a public vote right now of the Players Association. All the players vote hands up or down on player penalties, player suspensions.
8: But, but who do, who, what players are you going to penalize? That, no, I'm not the saying division.
2: there should have been. I'm saying that part of the reason that there weren't suspensions was because of the history of the relationship between the MLB management and the Players Association has been so strained, and every time baseball has wanted to do something to punish players, the union has the right to and does right. defend the players. So right, I think and
8: Rob wanted to, to get to the bottom of the story, you know, when he previously had tried to investigate – uh, no players would talk. So he offered them um, immunity, immunity, thinking, just give me the story, yep. and I will. And, and and we will try to address it now. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, people say, G- get the game away from technology. That cannot happen. Right. Well, that You cannot put the toothpaste back in that tube. So, well, But the warning shot that has been fired is this. You can try to cheat. You can try to steal signs electronically and all that. But look at what you risk losing yeah yeah
2: yeah mm-hmm. I, I think the uh, penalties uh, I, even though it could have been harsher um, but I don't know exactly where because the commissioner doesn't have the power to find the Astros more than five million dollars. Uh, and if you weren't going down the road of penalties on players, I guess he could have done something with the World Series, but I don't think it's I don't think you could give another team the World Series. If you took it away from the Astros, so what's the point? It's already tainted so much.
8: Did you see the Onion had a headline? Uh, <laughs> Mariners say, "Why not us?" <laughs> <laughs> Very take good. A, take the eighteen Ooh. and nineteen. Uh, take the seventeen and eighteen trophies away from those teams, and it. let's have a parade in Seattle,
2: Richard. We got about three or four more minutes. Uh, how do you feel, do you think, see, I, would, I really don't like the idea that there's even a notion that pitchers are going to throw at Astro hitters and all that, but it is going to happen, isn't it?
8: I would think so, but, you know, because you got what, uh, I think you have what I would call the idiot factor. There's going to be an idiot. You know, like the three of us are ingrained in the Orioles culture the the culture yeah. of Earl and Bambi, which was, you don't ever do that. Yep. You don't ever do that. You know, who's the story? Somebody, somebody was going to retaliate it, and Earl went out there and said, "Son, we don't do that here, okay?" Yeah. And uh, that you know, like I never got like you would talk to Flanagan and Palmer and McGregor and those guys about retaliating, and they would just look at you like you're an idiot. But <laughs> but I will say this: I dealt with. Like the Astros are in Montreal one time, and a couple of their guys are getting hurt, and Craig Biggio went to the pitcher and goes, "That's okay. Don't worry about it. You take care of you. Don't worry about your teammates." Mm-hmm. You know. So there is that other yep. side of it. And when you talk to Nolan Ryan about it, I mean, it was it was pretty clear. It was an eye for an eye. Like you going to do that to us? Watch what we do to you.
4: And in Robin Ventura's case, that was exactly <laughs> true. <laughs>
8: <laughs> yeah, and I. <laughs> That's right.
4: Uh, let me ask you this. Mike Fires uh, yep. is being ridiculed, certainly, by s- certain people within the game about popping off now about this as opposed to when he was with the Astros. Well, common sense tells you why, obviously, but what's your feeling on Fires bringing this up two years later?
8: To guts, and he did a good thing. At the end of the day, the, the game is going to be better for it. Everything that's in that report, I had heard from the A's over the last couple of years. And to name, to drop one name, Jonathan Lucroy, mm-hmm. those guys were so furious yeah. and so frustrated. Now that you you can get around it by you know, like Fr- Frank would just Frank Robinson, if he were alive, would just roll his eyes. But when you have to constantly do what Frank would have said, do change the signs, change mm-hmm. the signs. It becomes a burden after a while, yeah. and it, it complicates. You saw the Nationals in the World Series. The pitchers are having to go to their hat and look and decode the signs and all because they knew the Astros were cheating. Um, yeah, I don't know.
4: Well, you know, it's funny because, uh, <laughs> you know, what you said about, what Stan asked you about hitting guys uh and and you're right, Earl always used to say we don't do that here. But you know, Mike Messina was another one. Mike Messina used to say to me all the time, "He says, what good
2: does it do? It doesn't right. do me any good." Put
9: the guy on first, yeah. right? Yeah.
2: Well, right. he fa- he found out when Rick Sutcliffe told him to throw at uh, Bill Hasselman. Yeah, and that almost yeah. cost Ripken his streak.
8: Well, yeah, and but again, like um, the Angels are, are trailing by one run in the bottom of the ninth, or bottom of the eighth, or whatever. Sutcliffe hits the first guy. And, uh, and he just said, my guys are going to know I got their back. And uh, Clemens, a couple of Red Sox hitters got hit in the first inning of the game, and Kevin Kennedy goes to Clemens and goes, I'm begging you, don't do this. Do not do this. You'll mess – we're going on a road trip. You'll mess the bullpen up for a week. Clemens said, don't worry about it. Kevin goes out to Tim McLeod on the plate umpire, and goes, hey, he's going to pitch inside, but he's not going to hit anybody. So I'm just saying, even though you've issued a warning, don't react to the first thing you see. He's giving me his word. He's not going to hit (laughs) some. Roger hit the first guy. (laughs) And and Kevin went to him a couple of days later and goes, you could have screwed us up big time. Why did you do that? And he goes, my guys are going to know I have their back, and I don't care what the circumstances are.
2: Richard Justice, one last question before we let you go. Uh, I asked it of Bill Latson uh, earlier today on the program. Latson? Yeah, Latson. The um, Yeah, you
4: remember the one guy you told me that, you know, Craig, there's a special place
2: in heaven for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, the question He's the was. There's one
8: guy that loved Heisty.
2: Right? <laughs> there's one guy out there that loves him. Um, the uh, Dodger Angel trade, very rare that they make a trade. Was that just right. simply Arnie Moreno got ticked off at the delay? Because it made no sense to me why the Angels wouldn't have wanted to make that trade. With Stripling and Peterson, I think they got a much better chance of contending.
8: Right. That's called cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. And Arty has confirmed that it was impatience. He got tired. Now, he said there were other factors, but he said, yes, I can confirm that. Uh, it was – impatience was the biggest issue. It's a silly move. And you keep thinking, like, yeah. are you going to revive it? I mean, because this made your team better, like you said. But, uh, uh, you know, both those guys. One guy hits home runs and the other guy can pitch in relief or – He I could have been a top
2: – he could have been a top three starter for the Angels this year.
8: Exactly. All exactly. right. I don't get it. But but I do understand the dynamics, the Dodgers, Angels, jealousy, all that.
2: All right, real quick, six divisions quick. in Major League Baseball – Let's go around them real quick and tell me what team will win. The American League East. Yankees. Central. Twins. West. Astros. Okay. Nationally, let's start out West. Dodgers? Yep. Okay. How about Central? That, that's a tough division.
8: <laughs> yeah. That's the one that there's no answer. I would just take uh, Cardinals.
2: Okay. And how about although
8: most a lot of people I think are picking the red. Yeah, but they're, they're the
2: chic pick this year. Uh, and how about the East, where where there's a lot of talent in the East?
8: No, no, I'm still going to go. I mean, I love the Mets. I think with the I think the Mets, the Braves bullpen, they're all good. But I, I'm I'm still sticking with the Nets.
2: Okay, he is Richard Justice. MLB.com. Enjoy Florida and Arizona if you travel out there. We'll talk to you soon, Richard. Okay? I
4: appreciate the the get back uh, when I grabbed you on Wednesday. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.
8: You betcha, you, Heisty. All right, bye bye.
2: Tell Marty we said hello. All right, do that. All right, that's he, uh, Richard. He is just
4: the best. Yep. Yep. He is What's just. What's Latson's
2: second best? No. Well, I'll tell no, when, you well, well, you that. know, he, he said tell to Ladsen me, said he that.
4: said that to me one day because you know when when Bill started to have his health problems, right? Uh I, I stayed with Bill spring training quite a bit just to, you know, to be there in case something happened, right that kind of thing. And everybody knew what our relationship was because we had met each other yeah. in 05 and the whole thing. And one day Richard walked up to me after Bill walked away and says, Heisty, there's a special
2: place in heaven for you. <laughs> <laughs> there is. It's called hell. Isn't that's It's right. called hell. Well, Ginsburg and I already know that. <laughs> Hey, Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Slider's Bar and Grill just steps from Camden Yards. is the perfect sports bar for Terps and Cap season with all the games on dozens of TVs. Slider's daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wingding Wednesday, Bloody Run Sunday, and more with different drink specials every day of the week, including Fancy Clancy Pilsner. Find out about all the parties and get info... All of the parties and get info on having your own party or company event at slidersbaltimore.com. Sliders, one of Baltimore's original continuously operating bars. And got to tell you about this month, big month for fight fans at Live Casino Hotel. On Saturday, tonight, the Hall at Live hosts a watch party for the big Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury title fight. Admission starts at just $15 includes one premium cocktail, beer, or wine, or go all in for $75 with an all-you-can-eat wing buffet and premium open bar. Prices go up slightly at the door, so get your tickets now at livecasinohotel.com. And on Friday, February 28th, that's next Friday, Jeter Promotions presents Fight Night Boxing, in the hall at Live, Damon Nicholson faces Mike Guy in the main event. Tickets start at just $55. As always, free parking for all events. Get your tickets now by going to livecasinohotel.com. We'll be back and uh, with a few closing words on the show after this.
0: If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventures across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen, and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world, and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? Go to army.com Baltimore to find out. To learn more, contact your local Army recruiter and find out us on social media at U.S. Army Baltimore.
2: The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bill Ordine dives into the future of sports betting here in Maryland, with the push for legalization having already played out in neighboring states, plus our annual college lacrosse outlook as we get to know the area's top men's and women's players, including Johns Hopkins' Joey Epstein and Maryland's Brindy Griffin. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition as as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles. Ravens and Terps at
1: PressBoxOnline.com. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square now offers their piping hot chicken noodle and chicken tortilla soup. Shredded chicken breast with navy and black beans in a white creamy soup base with a perfect blend of vegetables and spicy heat. Topped off with seasoned corn tortilla strips, obviously perfect for cold weather, plus it's a great complement to the best chicken sandwich on the planet. And if you're hosting or headed to a party, pre-order from Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square Catering for not only is it delicious and a fan favorite, but it smells amazing and it'll be ready when you are. Download the Chick-fil-A app, place your order, and pile up Chick-fil-A bonus points, good for free food. Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square, 5198 Campbell Boulevard. Call Steve if you'd like your party catered by Chick-fil-A, 410-931-0031.
0: The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out.
2: Brett the Hitman Hart. It's good to be on the show. Adam Cole. How are you guys doing today? Matt Riddle. Yeah
1: man, thanks man. Broken Matt Hardy. Excellent. The bad guy, Scott Hall. Mm,
5: hey yo. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure.
0: Charlotte.
1: Thank
6: you so much for having me.
1: Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on the show because I'm freaking
0: miserable. champion. Chris Jericho the champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon and Glenn. are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at pressboxonline.com/radio, iTunes and SoundCloud. Well, we are back on the battle round and uh,
2: we appreciate your tuning in and it's not too late as I say at every uh, the end of every show. To like and share the show. You know, last week we had over 900 Facebook views on this show. That's good. So uh, it's really helped a lot by folks that watch it or watch a part of it. Well, now, wait a minute. They like it and share it. Over 900 last week?
4: Yeah. I wasn't here. That's why. (laughs)
2: That's why you got got so many. (laughs) That's true. There There will probably be less this week. That's right. Yeah. But you can (laughs) – but Craig – I think Craig was actually secretly – At home last week, liking and sharing, and sharing, over and over and over again. And the guy
4: that was in this chair is much better looking than I. You know,
2: Miles Goodman. Miles, yeah, yeah. Miles is a good man. Good man. Um, All right, we appreciate it. So it is not too late to like and share the show. We appreciate it. All right, thanks, Paul Valley. Of course, happy to do it again. Thank you, Craig Heist. Capitals. How are we looking next Saturday? Uh should be here. Okay. And then uh, the seventh of March you're out. I'm out. And Miles and Paul are in. Okay. They're but if, I mean if show. Miles
4: needs me to come, but I don't know because you I might need
2: be- you as a phone guest. If you
4: want to do me phone guest wise, we can do that because yeah. I'm gonna be on the road down to College Park. Okay. At right. noon noon game. But maybe we can Michigan do it like State.
2: a ten ten twenty something like that. If you want at the of the show. And uh one of, I apologize again. It turned out that our mistake, uh, my mistranscribed a phone number. That's why I hate when people, you say, can you send me so-and-so's number? They send you the contact um, info. The, but they send it like, you don't see the number. you got to press on the guy's contact. Right, right, right. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. What's it called? There it is. It's called Barry Weinberg View Contact. View contact, So instead of me seeing the number, so then, of course, I clicked on that, and it had the right number, I wrote it down wrong. So it's my fault. But Barry Weinberg, who has written a book called Eating My Way Through Baseball, will be a speaker tomorrow morning at Oheb Shalom Synagogue, tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m., 7310 Park Heights Avenue, uh, the phone number over there is 410-358-0105, 358-0105. Uh, he'll be a guest tomorrow, and I'm sure he'll sign copies of the book tomorrow. So please try and stop by Oheb Shalom Synagogue. It's called Har Sinai Oheb Shalom on Park Heights Avenue, 7310. I think it starts at 930 tomorrow Now,
4: those should be some interesting stories, too, tomorrow. Barry's a good guy. He's a good guy. And also, uh, anybody that's ever traveled in this game of baseball and have had the privilege of traveling, and I did for a few years with the Orioles, uh,
2: restaurants are a big deal. (laughs) There's no question about it. I started to tell you that thing about Mm. Howard Bender and Jim Bowden. Right. I want to try and get them on Bender's show. All they to- talk about, the two of them, Bowden talks about the best restaurant all the time mm-hmm. in different cities. Yeah. So, all right. And our congratulations to Bradley Bozeman for eating a 72-ounce steak at Big Tech's. I think it's yeah. called Big in Amarillo. Tech. Amarillo, not Austin. All right. Uh, thanks to Paul Valley, Craig Heist. I'm Stan the Fan. We're out of here. Like and share the show. Like and share the show. Thanks.